brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. the best you got the best often imitated never duplicated it's mid-missouri's best post-game show the curly country fifth quarter show hosted by joe all hey well good evening everybody and welcome to another edition of the fifth quarter show curly fifth quarter show i'm joe all and uh Hey, this is week number seven. It's hard to believe we're almost that way or that far through the season. But, hey, thanks for tuning in tonight. Good to have you with us. And, uh, hey, got a lot of scores and a lot of games going on tonight. We got a coach live, I think, is – I think we got a coach on line one, Jim, I believe, as the uh, – tonight, Harrisburg, they knock off Russellville 46-6. to And right now we've got Coach Steve Hopkins of Harrison Harrisburg on the line. Hey, Steve, thanks for calling as you do every week. Nice win for you guys tonight. And with that win over Russellville, you move your record to 6-0. and I know you will take that. Well, yes, and what was really exciting tonight, honestly, is we moved our senior night up. We had a young man whose father is getting ready to be deployed, and tonight was going to be the last night he would get to see his senior son play. We can't really go into details about what was going on, but that was just such an honor for our kids to be able to do that. The seniors were so grateful that it worked out and we that that was really almost more focused you know tonight than anything else we wanted to make sure that we properly honored that gentleman who's serving our country and just celebrate his his son's participation in our on our team and such a key part of it i would bet that emotions were running pretty high tonight at harrisburg well at times i think we did we we kind of we kind of were a little bit too emotional at times you, you want to play with emotion but not be too emotional and yet you know we got we were able to take some breaths, and yes, we made a mistake or two that I think is partly due to that. And yet, you know, we really were able to control the game, and we gave up one touchdown there right before on the last play of the half, in fact, on a coverage breakdown. But those things happened. That's to their credit. Russellville played all the way to the end, and then we were able to finish out the game in the third quarter. And, you know, both teams were able to play their young kids throughout the fourth quarter. I just appreciated the way that worked out. I don't believe there were any injuries. We had a couple kids nicked up. I don't think any of their team was injured either. And at the end of the game like that, you want everybody to play and everybody to have fun, and and it went well. Hey, Coach, you guys, you know, it's uh, undefeated in conference tonight. It wasn't a conference game, but uh, next week the road's going to get tougher. I believe you guys play Fayette next week. Can you uh, tell us about that and what, what you're expecting this week in practice? Yeah, we get right now to the meat of our schedule. We've known this was coming up, of course, all year for the three years I've been a head coach. We uh, go to Fayette, and then we have Scotland County at home, and then Marceline at home. So the, we think three of the top teams in the conference and in Class 1, to be honest. And so 
Our focus entirely will go to Fayette now. They have great, great players. They're very well coached. Mike does a great job with them. And they've had some tragedies with some family, you know, losses and so forth. But I think they've, you know, powered through that just, I mean, due to their leadership and so forth. And we got to find a way to stop them on offense and a way to get the ball moving on when we're on offense. And it's going to be a challenge. When we rush, we look forward to it. So we'll enjoy tonight. But... We're going to almost immediately, within a few hours, everything will focus on Fayette. Well, Steve, you got to be pretty happy with your team 6-0 and right now. I bet – I know you had a good year last year. Have you been undefeated this late in the season before, or is this, this is the, the first, first time? Yeah, this is the first. I know uh, the first year I was there, we lost our first game and then won five, but then we proceeded to lose the next three playing these same three tough opponents. So, yes, we're pleased, and that's something that's never been done in Harrisburg and – That'll be celebrated later. Right now, we've really got to focus on trying to go 1-0 and this week against a tremendous, tremendous team and program. Well, congratulations. You're 6-0 and right now. Again, like you said, you got Fayette next week, Scotland County, then you wrap up the regular season against Marceline. So you got things going well. Very emotional night tonight at Harrisburg. Congratulations on the win. And Steve, always appreciate the call. You call us every Friday night, and we certainly appreciate that. And give us a buzz after that Fayette game next week. We'll talk again. I will. It, it's just great to have you guys cover high school football. It means a lot to the kids. Thank you. It's our pleasure, Steve. Thank you very much. Okay, that's Steve Hopkins, head coach of the Harrisburg Ball Club. They're 6-0. and They're 3-0 and in the Lewis and Clark Conference right now, so having a great year down at Harrisburg. Three tough games coming up, like we said, Fayette, Scotland County, and Marceline to wrap up the regular season. But, boy, they got it going in the right direction right now. Well, tomorrow, the Missouri Valley Vikings. The Vikings will be at home. They play one of the top teams in the country, Grandview. Moval got a big win over William Penn last week. Had a chance to talk it over with uh, Missouri Valley head coach Paul Troth. Now going to head down to Missouri Valley College and chat with uh, – Missouri Valley head coach Paul Troth. And, Coach, hey, nice win last week. You go on the road, you get a nice second half, come from behind, 30-27 to 27 win over William Penn on their homecoming. That was a quality win for you, wasn't it? Yeah, it was good for our kids. I, I was pleased with the way they hung in there. We, you know, we got down early by a couple of scores, but uh, nobody panicked. They just kept working at it, and we were able to make enough plays, and, and uh, that was a real good win for us. Maybe the big play of the game, you're down 21-16, to 16, and then, a defensive back, Jordan Londo, who was converted, used to be a wide receiver. He's converted to a defensive back this year. He jumps a route, gets a pick six, and puts you ahead for good. That was a big play, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was uh, a great time for a turnover, and the fact that we got a turnover and scored on it, I mean, that really gave us some good momentum and got our sideline uh, excited. And, and really, yeah, that, that kind of turned the momentum our way. And then I thought another big turning point, that puts you ahead 23-21. to 21. You get the ball late in the third quarter, and you put a ball control drive. You drive pretty well the length of the field and uh, score a touchdown to put you ahead by two possessions, eat up a lot of the clock. Kenny Sanford rushes for over 100 yards in that third quarter. What a, what a quarter he had. Yeah, I, I, you know, and he did a great job, but our old line really took control second half. Um, we were, you know, we got into that mentality, we're going to run the ball, and, and, and so we just kept handing it to him, and the old line did a great job getting movement, and he was able to break some tackles. So, uh, you know, everybody knows when you have a lead and you're able to run the ball, that, that makes it pretty tough. And so I was pleased. That was, that was a situation where we needed to run it, and I thought our offensive line and our backs did a great job. So that puts you ahead by two scores, but then William Penn mounts a couple of other offensive possessions in the fourth quarter, but... Two or three times, your defense turns them away down the stretch to preserve the win. 
Yeah, they're they're very tough on offense. That option, they do it very well. They're 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 well coached. They got a big fullback, and they just they can just eat you up, you know, four, five, six yards at a time. And and uh, I thought our defense was outstanding. Um, you know, kept us in the game early, and then got some key stops, like you were saying, in the second half. So overall, it was a complete team victory. Tomorrow, you're back at home. Your last game against the Northern Division team, Grandview, one of the top teams in the country. Yeah, they're they're right now the only undefeated team in our conference. They're 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 clearly uh, a very good football team. They're top I don't know top four or whatever. You know they're they're a team that's as good as anybody. And and they're again another well coached team. They've got some really good players. Uh, uh, you know, like I told our guys, is we're not going to be picked by anybody, but it's a great opportunity to go out and play hard and and see what happens. So our kids are looking forward to stepping on the field. I thought you took some huge steps last week towards improving as a football team. Yeah, you know, that's we talked about at the beginning. We want to get a little bit better each week, and, and you know, it's a process you go through. We've got some young kids playing, and, and you know, we got a few veterans, but we got a lot of young kids. So, uh, you know, this this will be a great test to see where we're at. Uh, we know they're really, really good, and and uh, but uh, you know it's a chance to get down the field and play hard and and if, if we can play hard and make a few plays and, and create some turnovers then who knows we just we just got to be ready to go Paul always enjoy the visit thanks for putting up with me again and I'll see you see you on Saturday hey appreciate it Joe thank you okay that's Paul Troth head coach Missouri Valley Vikings we've got some scores let's take a real quick timeout back with more on the curly fifth quarter right after this. Ray Carroll Insurance is part of your local cooperative. Ray Carroll Insurance agents David Masden, Lacey Warren, Ryan Minnick, Brenna McCollum, and Zach Tolson have a commitment to personalized service to help you choose the best protection for crop insurance, auto, home, or farm. Schedule a consultation today with Ray Carroll Insurance. Want a hair dryer lately? If so, you might have noticed a pretty serious warning attached to the power cord. There's a good reason for that warning tag. Because used improperly, a hair dryer can cause serious injury. Don't stand near the tub or shower. Dry the floor and make sure you are using a GFCI outlet. All of us here at West Central Electric Cooperative want you to have great-looking hair. But hey, use your head. West Central Electric, a Touchstone Energy Cooperative. Have you noticed a new building on 10th Street in Carrollton? It's a new location for Home Savings and Loan Association of Carroll County. A brand new facility, the same personal service with added convenience and an expanded drive-through, including a drive-through ATM. Come in today. Home Savings and Loan Association of Carroll County, with branches in Norburn and Carrollton. TDR Auto Plaza is changing the way used cars are sold. They take pride in listening to each and every customer's needs. See for yourself by stopping by their showroom at I-35 Kearney or visit them on the web at TDRAutoPlaza.com. TDR Auto Plaza, proud supporter of youth sports. The Cody Moss State Farm Insurance Office in Higginsville can help you and your family with auto, home, life, business insurance, and more. For great customer service and quality insurance coverage you can trust, call State Farm Agent Cody Moss at 660-584-7414 or visit CodyMossSF.com. Highlights and coaches' interviews. You get the inside scoop on Mid-Missouri's high school football right here on the Curly Country 5th Quarter Show. 
Okay, folks, welcome to the Curly Fifth Quarter Show. I'm Joe Wall. I've got Travis All, Donnie King, Jim Woods alongside right now. And, hey, we got some scores. Let's run the scores we do have. MRBC East, three conference games tonight. Richmond Spartans move their record to 5-1. and one. They beat Carrollton tonight in Carrollton, 54-7. It was the Higginsville Huskers. They're also 5-1. and one. Higginsville shuts out Holden for homecoming tonight, 39 to nothing. It was also a good homecoming in Lexington as the Minutemen get their first win under Coach Chris Brooks. They beat Knob Noster 22-8. It's kind of ironic, after only two weeks of the regular season, Higginsville, the only undefeated team in the conference. They're 2-0, and and you've got Holden, Nobnoster, Richmond, and Lexington all 1-1. One one. Carrollton falls to 0-2, so a lot of balance right there. But the Huskers in the driver's seat right now. Anyway, they got some tough games left, but right now they're 2-0. and In the MRVC West, how about the Odessa Bulldogs? Bulldogs make it 29 wins in a row. They go on the road. A very impressive shutout tonight over Warrensburg, a game on midvid.com. The Dogs beat Warrensburg 40 to nothing, and it was Oak Grove getting a nice win. The Panthers pick up their second win of the year at home. They beat Pleasant Hill in a good win, 34 to 27. Down the Lewis and Clark Conference, the Fayette Falcons, they moved to 5 and 1 on the year. They go on the road. They pound Paris 60 to 30. Westrand gets back on the winning track, even their record at 3 and 3. They beat Scotland County 22 to 12. As you just heard from Steve Hopkins a minute ago, Harrisburg, a perfect 6 and 0. They beat Russellville 46 to 6. Marceline, the Tigers 5 and 1. They go outside the conference tonight. They beat Northeast at home 35-16. Father Tolton was leading Salisbury. We don't have a score, a final on that one yet. In the Midland Empire, we only have one final score right now. Maryville, the Hounds, the Spoof Hounds, even their record at 3-3, three 3-1 and three, three and one in conference. They go on the road into St. Joe, beat St. Joe Benton 47-12. KCI, we got all the scores in there. East Buchanan, uh, they remain unbeaten. East Buck beats Plattsburgh at home tonight 44-20. They're a perfect six and oh mid buchanan their partner in crime also uh, undefeated as midbuck squeaks by penny of hamilton a game in hamilton tonight midbuck wins at 21 to 19 so will east buck and midbuck six and oh overall four and oh in conference play west platte has a tough one but they keep winning they're five and one they beat lathrop at home 14 to seven and it was the lawson cards picking up their second straight win they go on the road they beat north platte 50 to six down the tri-county how about the boonville pirates the pirates have won uh, five games in a row after losing their opener to Pleasant Hill. They reeled off their fifth straight tonight as at home they knock off school. The Osage, 58-28. Boonville moves to 4-0 in conference play, but right there with Boonville is Hallsville. Is Hallsville also 4-0 in conference in the Tri-County? They go on the road and beat Southern Boone very impressively, 46-6. Blair Oaks had a pretty good lead over Eldon. We'll get that final for you here pretty quickly. Grand River, nice win for Gallatin tonight. The Gallatin Ball Club at home pounds Milan 40-6. Gallatin moves their record to four and two polo beats trenton that's the first conference loss for trenton as polo knocks off trenton tonight 30 to 20 so right now everybody in the grand river has at least one loss right now trenton polo and gallatin are all three and one so they're all bunched at the top there after four weeks of conference play trenton polo and gallatin all three and one Milan is 2-2. Two and two. We don't have the South Harrison Putnam County score. In the NCMC tonight, Hannibal remains unbeaten. The Pirates beat Kirksville. They shut out the Tigers in Hannibal tonight, 41 to nothing. It was Mexico. Mexico moves their record to 5-1 and one in the I, or the Highway 54 battle. They go into Callaway County. They beat the Fulton Hornets 35-14. to 14. In Moberly, the Spartans win their second game in a row. They go into Marshall, come away with a 20-6 win there. Clarence Cannon Conference. Uh, Brookfield 
I've got we've got this score. I'm assuming this is quite an upset. Brookfield, we have beating Monroe City 14-6 to tonight in Brookfield. Monroe City came in at a perfect 5-0. and We have Brookfield on top 14-6. to And Brookfield, of course, had that close win over Macon last week. And Brookfield, with the win, moves to 3-3. Three and -three. It was Centralia handing Highland their second loss of the year. The Panthers beat Highland 40-6. to Palmyra. They move their record to an even three and three. They shut out Clark County forty-one to nothing in a nice win for Macon. They even their record three and three as they beat South Shelby at home tonight forty-two to twenty-six <clears throat> in the West Central Conference. It was Adrian slipping by Crestridge. Good game there, twenty-one to fourteen. Adrian with the win moves to four and two, and it was Midway shutting out Lone Jack forty-five to nothing. And in the Central Missouri Conference, Columbia Battle goes into Sedalia, beats Smith Cotton fifty-six to six. And we have one eight-man score right now. Worth County beats Oric. It's the first loss for Kirk Thacker and the Oric Bearcats. Worth County wins that one 56-8. Well, Missouri Tigers, they're back at home tomorrow. They'll have their second SEC conference game of the year. They take on the Tennessee Volunteers. And here's our Missouri Tiger report. Well, last Saturday, the Missouri Tiger football team saw their record fall to 2-2 two two on the season as they head back east. They come up short to Boston College, 41-34 in overtime. Good game. The lead seesawed back and forth for most of the game. But again, Boston College makes some plays to win it in OT. Tomorrow, the Tigers back at home, another SEC conference game. Mizzou will take on the Tennessee Volunteers. And here's what Coach Eli Drinkwitz had to say about Tennessee. Obviously got a really tough game uh, this week um, versus a quality opponent that I think is really well coached and and really Coach Heupel is doing a tremendous job on both sides of the ball. I think their offense is as explosive. I know last week uh, you know didn't score as many points as probably they, sh they could have, but very explosive offensively. They're snapping the ball about three plays per minute, which is the, the, you know at times the fastest offense in college football, which presents a whole new set of challenges for us defensively. Uh, defensively, they see the aggressive style of defense that they play. Very complimentary football. I think their special teams um, they. Play play very fast um, on special teams and you just tell their whole uh, football team plays in sync with how they're wanting to, to play uh, obviously in the SEC an important game for everybody uh, glad for it to be at home look forward to having a great home crowd that's Mizzou and Tennessee tomorrow both teams two and two the Tigers 0 and 1 in conference play kickoff time 11 o'clock tomorrow morning at Faroe Field in Columbia Okay, that's a Mizzou preview. Let's take a quick timeout back with more in the fifth quarter right after this. Scarborough Law Office, your local legal partner in Odessa, serves West and Central Missouri and can help with a variety of legal issues, including estate planning, criminal, civil, local government, and fire district law. Scarborough Law Office, up the street, on the corner, just down the road. Your hometown law office. Give them a call or visit scarboroughlawoffice.com. The Hamilton Bank has a clear vision for a strong future and the tradition of serving its community at Hamilton, Breckenridge, and Lathrop. Featuring new services like the Brella to protect your debit card account and health services account, along with the traditional services you have come to count on, the Hamilton Bank. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. More and more area farmers are relying on professional ag services at Lathrop, Missouri, a premier provider of Pioneer and Corteva brand products in Clinton and Caldwell County. For more information, call the office at 816-740-6720. Professional Ag Services for the farmer who gets it done right. Professional Ag Services, Lathrop, Missouri. 
all your automotive sales and service needs, remember Swafford's Ford in Richmond. Call or text 816-776-2288. Visit SwaffordsFord.com to shop online and schedule service. Located at Highways 10 and 13 in Richmond, SwaffordsFord.com. How do you measure success? In points? In wins? Or trophies? At Shelter Insurance, we measure success in the quality of our products and services, in our community support, in being there when you need us most. We're your shield. We're your shelter. See Shelter Agent Tara Hilbrenner in Carrollton, proudly serving Carroll County. You're listening to the Fifth Quarter Show, Mid-Missouri's best post-game show, right here on Curly Country, 103.9 KRLI. Well, we talked about this just a minute ago. We talked about the upset at Brookfield tonight, and the Brookfield Bulldogs pull off a big one as they beat previously undefeated Monroe City 14-6 in Brookfield, the second close win for Coach Corey Luke's ball club. We've got Corey on line one. And, Corey, hey, appreciate the call. Boy, what a nice win for your Bulldogs. I bet, you're, I bet your heart's beating pretty fast right now. Uh, yeah, the game ended about 45 minutes ago and hasn't slowed down at all. So, <laughs> I, was, I, I doubt if you'll get much sleep tonight. You know, you'll probably be, you'll probably be dancing in the bed all night long, you think? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it was, uh, it definitely felt great. Um, you know, I know our boys, um, our boys have worked hard, you know, all, all summer. Um, you know, they bust their tail in the weight room, um, in, in the, in the, on the practice field, um, in the film sessions that we have. So, um, you know, they deserve this. Um, you know, I don't think many teams really expected, uh, this game to go like that. Um, that's kind of what we talked about before, um, right, right before the game. We said, you know, out, outside of these walls, it doesn't really matter what, what people think, but, you know, inside of the walls, you know, we believe, um, and, you know, that showed, showed to be true. Talk about the flow of the game. You went at 14 to six. Were you ahead the whole way? How'd that all go? No, um, we we were down six nothing at at half. Um, you know, but it was a very uh, it seemed like a very back and forth first half. Um, you know, we we kept the ball on the ground. Um, again, we only threw I think two or three passes. Um, you know, but we were able to. Um, you know, we were able to keep it on the ground, move it. You know, uh, the guys up front. You know, my hat goes out to them. Um, you know, and 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 um, you know they have a great offense. Um, we were able to uh, really keep our studs in check uh, as much as possible. Um, you know, our defense played great. Uh, we ended up taking a lead uh, early in the fourth quarter, um, went out 8-6, to six, um, got the ball back and uh, scored another touchdown to make it 14-6. And I think they had, you know, a minute and a half left. Um, we were able to get a stop. Um, it was pretty good feeling. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm real proud of the kids. Well, you got to be very proud of your defense. Uh, you know, Monroe City, like we said, came in 5-0. and They only scored 18. They beat Palmyra 18-13 to last week. But their other four games before that, they scored over 40 points. So for you to hold them to only one touchdown, that's quite an accomplishment for your D. Oh, absolutely. You know, uh, Coach, Paul, uh, Coach Ken Paul, he's a, he's a defensive coordinator, and, and he always preaches um, alignment, assignment, technique, um, you know, physicality. You know, I felt like the kids, you know, really bought into that. Um, you know, they're flying around there for all four quarters, which we've been asking for. So, um, you know, I'm proud of everybody. Anybody you'd like to mention? I probably have a complete team victory, but did anybody stand out for the Brookfield Bulldogs you'd like to especially uh, mention? 
you know, I don't know if I can necessarily choose one. Um, you know, uh, obviously the guys up front, you know, they just battled. They battled for four quarters, and, you know, we were able to um, really, really, uh, you know, own the, own the line of scrimmage, you know, all night. Um, and that led to, you know, uh, our quarterback, Colton Parn, had about uh, 120 yards and a touchdown. And, uh, you know, Tommy Gunn had, you know, 90 yards. And, and, and Jaden Bonger got a couple carries. He was able to muster out, you know, 30, 40 yards and a touchdown. Um, you know, so those 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 guys, um, you know, they they surely, you know, they for sure came ready to play. You know, I'm proud of them. Um, but I'm I'm proud of everyone. You know, even the scout team guys. You know, um, there's a lot of guys that that deserve to be recognized. But you know, those guys, uh, you know, those guys really stood out. Well, next week back in the conference wars, you go on the road. You take on Clark County. Yep, yep, for sure. Um, you know. Um, when we started the season, you know, our goal wasn't to beat Monroe City. You know, it was to, um, you know, uh, have good standing in conference. You know, maybe, maybe go, maybe go uh, compete for a conference title. You know, uh, you know, make a run in the playoffs. So hopefully, hopefully, we are uh, setting ourselves up uh, decent in a, in a position where where we're able to do that. Hey, Corey, listen, always appreciate the visit. Nice win for you guys tonight. Your first year as head coach at Brookfield. This is the one you'll remember for a long time. So congratulations on that 14-6 win over Monroe City. I know you will. Call us next week after that trip to Clark County. Will do. Will do. Thank All right. you. All right, we'll see you, Corey. That's Corey Luke, head coach of the Brookfield Bulldog. Pull the upset lever tonight as they beat previously undefeated Monroe City 14-6. Well, the Carrollton Trojans were back at home tonight. Uh, they played the powerful Richmond Spartans. Richmond built a 40-0 lead at halftime, wins at 54-7. And a little while ago, Donnie King had a chance to talk it over with uh, Carrollton's defensive coordinator, Jason Maiden. Let's welcome Jason Maiden, the defensive coordinator for the Carrollton Trojans. They hosted the uh, Richmond Spartans tonight, and it was a really tough game from the get-go. Richmond uh, just seemed to pour it on. Uh, can you kind of tell us from your sideline what your perspective on this game was? Yeah, we uh, we started, we got the ball and went three and out, and they, they got the ball and ran down and scored. We got it back and fumbled and gave them a short field, and the short field was kind of the name of the game all night, and they have a extremely physical and explosive offense and uh, kind of had a little curveball thrown at us tonight with uh, them moving the Elliott kid to the backfield and running downhill with him from the running back position. Uh, they're pretty dynamic and can do a lot of things, and they're a very tough ball club. Now, you kind of expected this kind of a night. It was going to be a long one because uh, they're just trouncing about everybody, and uh, you all still haven't found your niche yet, what's, what's working for you. Your kids still show up and, and have positive attitude about this year? Yeah, that's what I was going to say about, you know, the kids played with a lot of energy and a lot of heart tonight. I was really proud of how they how they responded. You know, Richmond busted a long run there at the end with about 30 seconds left. Parker Minnick comes all the way across the field at a dead sprint and makes the tackle at about the 10-yard line to hold them out of the end zone for another another touchdown. So I uh, can't say enough about about how, the, how hard the kids played tonight for – for us, and I'm extremely proud of all of them. Were there any other uh, bright spots in this pretty terrible, grisly, miserable, cold night? Yeah, we had a few. Uh, Bryce Iser, you know, Richmond's big and physical up front, and we went to throwing the ball a little bit, and Bryce Iser threw the ball well. Houston Varner caught the ball extremely well, you know, going up over a cornerback using his, his big frame and, and uh, basketball skills to go up and make a few plays, and, you know, we got 
we threw a jump ball there down at the end zone and got down to six and just couldn't punch it in with him there at the, at the end of the first half. So, But, yeah, there's a few bright spots. Aiden Carpenter ran the ball well. He busted off a 61-yard 60 yard touchdown run there early in the third quarter. And uh, that's how we got on the scoreboard there in the second half. So, so next week, I guess it's not going to get much better for you. Uh, I guess you're headed down to uh, Lexington to play the Minutemen. And they have a pretty good ball team down there, too. Have you got any scouting report? Are you pretty familiar with your opponent for next week? Yeah, pretty familiar with them. I uh, haven't seen any film on them yet. I don't know. Haven't heard if they're done or what they did against Knob Noster tonight. But, uh, yeah, I know I know their head coach, Chris Brooks, real well. And, uh, you know, we've had a, had a lot of battles in the last couple of years. And they have that. Gosnell kid that's playing running back for him, and he's a big, physical, tough kid. So, um, yep, headed over and play at Lexington next week, and we'll we'll go from there and work uh, work on a few things this week, and we look forward to getting back on the field next Friday night. Appreciate you calling. This is Jason Maiden, the defensive coordinator for the Carrollton Trojans. A really long, hard night for the Trojans tonight. A 54 to seven loss against the Richmond Spartans. And uh, Jason, if it's not you. Uh, Scott, whoever calls, we sure appreciate that you're checking in every weekend and letting us know how it's going, and we expect to hear from you next Friday. Okay, thank you. I appreciate everything you all do. You too, sir. Curly Country, K-R-L-I, Malta Bend. Thank you for sharing your music with me. Okay, well, that was Jason Maiden talking with Donnie King. The Trojans again fall tonight to Richmond. Richmond, a very powerful team. Spartans moved to 5-1 and one on the year. They come into Carrollton, get a 54-7 win. How about the Huskers of Higginsville? Higginsville lost that first game of the year to Penny of Hamilton. They reeled off five straight cents, and very impressive. They beat Richmond last week. Tonight, the Huskers on their homecoming night shut out the Holden Eagles, a much improved Holden team, 39 to nothing. Lexington Minutemen, Coach Chris Brooks's bunch gets their first win of the year. It was homecoming also at Lexington as a Minutemen top Knob Noster, 22 to 8. Knob coming off that big win over Carrollton last week. In fact, Knob had won the last two games in a row. So really looking at the standings, like we said in the MRVC East, Higginsville's 2 and 0, Holden, Knob Noster, Richmond, and Lexington all 1 and 1 right now. So wide open race, but the Huskers is the only undefeated team so far. In the MRVC West, the Odessa Bulldogs, they just keep on rolling 29 in a row for Odessa as they shut out Warrensburg tonight. Warrensburg, a good football team under Chris Cavanaugh, but Mark Thomas's bunch goes into Berg, into the Berg and comes away with a 40 to nothing win tonight to move their record to a perfect 6-0, 3-0 in conference play. They lead the conference. It was Oak Grove getting their first conference win tonight at home. They hold off Pleasant Hill at the end 34-27. Right now now, it looks like that uh, Odessa leads the conference at 3-0. For all we know, Kansas City Center has only played one conference game so far. They're 1-0, but they were COVIDed out, I think, the last couple weeks. They come into tonight at 3-1, and and I don't know. I don't have their score yet. They were supposed to play Harrisonville. I know Excelsior Springs didn't play. Excelsior Springs supposed to play Clinton tonight. Of course, Clinton not playing varsity football, so the Tigers, I guess, couldn't find a game. So Odessa at least in, in the lead right now in that conference. Really no surprise there. In the Lewis and Clark, two undefeated teams. Uh, Harrisburg wins a non-conference game tonight, 46-6 to over Russellville, as does Marceline over northeast of Kansas City, 35-16. to Both Harrisburg and Marceline, 3-0 and 
Lewis and Clark conference play. Harrisburg 6-0 overall. Marceline 5-1. And, and on their heels, the Fayette Falcons, they move their record to 3-1. They get a conference win tonight on the road. They beat Paris 60-30. And it was uh, Salisbury falling to Father Tolton. Sounds like a good game there as Father Tolton beats Salisbury 28-22. And Westrand gets back on the winning track. The Hornets move their record to 2-2 and in conference play. 3-3 three three overall as Coach Aaron O'Laughlin's team beats Scotland County at home 22-12. to Midland Empire still looking to see if we have any other scores there. I'll, I'll get to that here in just a minute. And we've got right now, we've got uh, Coach on the line, Coach Steve Cook, Higginsville Huskers. Uh, the Huskers, again, move their record to 5-1 uh, and one on the year. They shut out Holden tonight 39 to nothing. And, Steve, hey, nice win. Not surprised that you won, but, boy, to, to shut out Holden and win it 39 to nothing, pretty impressive effort by your Huskers, it sounds like. Well, yeah, thanks, Joe. And, and we, were, we were able to get out and strike fast, you know, homecoming. So, you know, it's always our, our my hope to do a little fun fun on homecoming. So we came out with a uh, two-quarterback system on the first play and Josiah Golden, Josiah Golden uh, threw the quick ball out to Brady Hayes. Uh, and then we threw double pass to Rumsey for a touchdown. So 19 seconds into the game, we had a score on the board. And, uh, you know, it was just, you know, able to play physical on defense again. And, you know, it's a fun ball game. You know, some coaches will say, hey, we love homecoming. It's a good motivation. And others will say, hey, it's it's a week full of distractions. So you, you just never know really as a coach what you're going to get. But sounds like your guys really came prepared to play tonight. Yeah, you know, and, and coming off a, a big win last week, and, and we wanted to be dialed in. And, you know, we had a really tough week of practice uh, just to make sure that, that we weren't uh, – overconfident or, or too excited you know coming off of that win and you know so we had a tough week of practice and and the boys you know they know where where our coaching staff's minds are at uh, in regards to homecoming and the football game being the biggest uh reason for it and uh, you know they were they were prepared and and, and did a great job executing the plan here you know holden's got some offensive weapons they've got a much improved team this year and for you to shut them out that's that's kudos to your defense well, yeah, thank you, and they, they did. They really swarmed the ball well. Uh, you know, Bob uh, Gibson's not back with my stats yet, but, you know, they were able to put together a couple first downs, you know, uh, you know, and, get, and move the chains a few times, but uh, it was tough sledding, you know, from, from what they've been able to do uh, in their ISO game. We were we were able to, to plug it up and, and you know, made uh, you know, they and when they got behind, they went for it multiple times on fourth down, and I think we held them every time that they went for it on fourth down, so... You know, the defense just played extremely well. Yeah, and like you said, that quick start was important. 25 points in the first half. Took charge early, and that made a difference. It did. You know, we, we got, like I said, that real quick score, and then our second possession kind of stalled out. Uh, Kaiser Gambega came in, hit a 39-yard field goal that, that would have been good for 50. And, uh, you know, it. so we were 10-0, to zero, I believe, at the end of the first quarter. But uh, we got another one on the board, and then we're able to go two-minute two minute offense and score about 30 seconds left in the half. So is this a good momentum builder for us going into halftime? Well, right now you're the only undefeated team in conference play. You're the only team at two and zero with the Lexington beating Knob Noster tonight. Of course, you beating Holden. Everybody, Holden, Knob Noster, Richmond, and Lexington all have one loss. You're two and zero. You go on the road next week. You go to Knob. Yeah, yep. You know we're we're uh, you know we're excited that it's our last road game of the regular season. We're able to finish out our final two at home. Uh, you know and. And Knob Nostra's got a new coach uh, this year, and I spoke to him a couple times on the phone. Sounds like a great man. Uh, and to be honest, I, we haven't we haven't exchanged film yet tonight, so I, I couldn't tell you one thing about 
uh, what they were running offensively or defensively until later tonight when we get some film traded. But, uh, you know, we're excited just to get back to work and improve upon what we're trying to do. Steve, I hate to tell you this, but we've got a rule here on the show. When you win your homecoming game, by however many points you win by, you got to dance that many dances at the homecoming dance. So you got you got quite a few boogies you're going to have to dance tonight, so you better get out there and get after it. Well, they're having a dance tomorrow night, okay. you know, and... It's one of those. My daughter's a freshman, and she does she does have a headset on the sideline, and uh, is charting plays and down the distance, and she's awesome at it. But uh, I think Dad's gonna stay away from the dance. Party. <laughs> okay, just kidding. You. Hey, always enjoy the visit. Congratulations on the win. You're five and one now. Give us a call. We'll talk next week. Hey, thanks, Joe. Appreciate it. Right, we'll see you, Steve. That's Steve Cook, head coach of the Higginsville Huskers. Let's take a timeout. Back in just a minute on the curly fifth quarter. I'm Jeff Adams, your Carrollton Edward Jones Financial Advisor. We're all about financial investments, but we also value the investments of time, patience, and encouragement our young athletes receive from their coaches, teachers, and mentors. That's why I'm a proud supporter of Carrollton Trojan Athletics. Call Jeff Adams at 660-542-1629. Edward Jones, member SIPC. You love Mulch's Country Mart. Now when you don't have time to shop in store, you'll love that Mulch's will shop for you. Just go to MyCountryMart.com or download the app. Start filling your Mulch's Country Mart virtual shopping cart. Select your pickup time. You can even pay online or when you pick up. Try Mulch's Country Mart online shopping today. Napa know-how. The name of the game is protection. A little hard work in the trenches saves a whole lot of headache and heartache down the road. Your local Napa Auto Parts store is always here to help with dependable parts and expert advice. And Napa is making it easier than ever with helpful ordering options, like order online and pick up in-store or free next-day delivery. Visit NapaOnline.com or visit your local Napa stores in Carrollton and Brunswick to learn more. Napa know-how. We are Missouri Farm Bureau Insurance. And we are for road trips. We're for covering as much ground as possible on two, four, or 18 wheels. We're for drop tops, T-tops, classics, cruisers, pickup trucks, and dump trucks. We're for displaying Missouri plates like medals of pride. Have you ever hit a deer? Yep, we're for you too. We're for getting stuck behind a tractor on a two-lane highway. And if you're a Missouri driver, we have an auto policy for you. We are Missouri Farm Bureau Insurance, and we've got Missouri covered. I am Jason Gant, your Missouri Farm Bureau Insurance agent. And if you're in Carroll County, I've got you covered. At our bank, quality isn't measured in words, but actions. We've been creating a safe, secure, and strong bank for our customers from one customer to another, generation after generation. Because your financial future and that of your family is never taken lightly. Errol County Trust Company, 100 years strong since 1919. Member FDIC. Let's get back to some high school sports on the fifth quarter show right here in Curly Country. 103.9 KRLI. Here's your hosts, Joe All. Well, last week, the Concordia Orioles got that big win as they knocked off the Santa Fe Chiefs. Tonight, the, the Orioles are back at home and they play Northwest. And Northwest of Hughesville comes into Concordia, comes away with a 68 to 14 win. And right now, we've got J.K. Basie, head coach of the Orioles, on the line. And J.K., kind of a kind of a tough night. I knew Northwest, pretty good ball club, and sounds like they got it done tonight. Yeah, they got a good squad. Um, they got uh, you know a couple good kids on the outside at, at at receiver. Quarterback played well, and they got a kid who played running back for them tonight that we haven't seen a whole lot on tape, and and he, and he uh, he did some good things tonight. And 
um, you know, our guys were, um, you know, as prepared as we could be, and, and that was a pretty good football team we played tonight. You know, in Northwest, they must have been impressed with that 90 points you put on the board last week against Santa Fe. Must have looked at some film, but their defense must have played well to hold you guys to two touchdowns tonight. They did, yeah. They um, they kind of did. They, they made some adjustments, then some different than we had seen on film, um, you know, out of, out of their base defense and, and put some guys in some different spots. And um, we, we kind of had some some struggles going on with that. And, um, so, you know, they, they had a good scheme for us, and, and we kind of – didn't answer when we needed to talk about your two scores did you put a couple of drives together a couple of big plays how'd that all transpire yeah we had a our first score jake tagmeyer had a had about a i don't know, probably about a 40-yard touchdown run on a on an outside veer play um where he kept and, and turned it up and uh we were we were moving the ball pretty well then and then um our tailback rider abney uh wilkins had a had a pretty long run for a touchdown um about midway through the through the third quarter um, so yeah, those, those guys had had good plays there. Did Northwest jump out on you early, or did they pull away late? No, they did. Yeah, they 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 jumped out on us early. I believe it was um, twenty eight nothing at the end of the first quarter. Yeah, so they really they really got it done on both sides of the ball, didn't they? They did. Any anybody that you would like to mention that stood out for you tonight, J.K.? Yeah, you know um, our our freshmen split in. Kellen Feeney had another good night. He had quite a few catches. Um, offensively and then defensively, he had a he had a pretty good game too. Um, you know, our, uh, our our junior defensive end, tight end, split in everywhere we put him. Um, Riley Inman had had another good night. Um, struggled a little bit offensively, but had a pretty good defensive night. Um, and then uh, our tailback tonight, Ryder Wilkins. Uh, we kind of had to move some people around. Our our starting fullback was out tonight, um, so we had some some kids kind of a little bit out of their normal position, and, and they did a pretty good job adjusting to it. Um, you know, not having not having Roger at fullback made things hard. We had a hard time running inside the tackle, um, so they were kind of keying on our outside stuff. So you know, they they did a good job scheming when when they didn't when we didn't, couldn't go inside the tackles. Well, your final two games of the regular season on the road at Keatsville and back home at Archie. But before you get to that, next week you're back at home. You play Bramer. Yeah, we got Bramer for homecoming next week. You know, and I know they've got a a pretty good freshman quarterback um, that we're going to have to prepare for. Um, you know, I've just just seen film on when we're scouting somebody else, but uh, you know, we'll hopefully get some film tonight and uh, get going on them and and have a a good showing next Friday for homecoming. You know, I was talking to Joe Mallory, the athletic director at Bramer this week. He said their quarterback at Bramer leads the nation, I think, in eight man football. And I'm not sure if it's total yardage, running, or passing yards, but in some category, he leads the nation. So yeah, he must be the real deal for a freshman. But hey, that should be a good ball game at at Concordia. Always appreciate the call, J.K. Tough loss tonight, but. Uh, big win last week. Give us a call next Friday night. We'll talk Oriole football again. Will do. Thank you, Joe. Okay, we'll see you, J.K. That's J.K. Basie, head coach of the Concordia Orioles. We just heard from Coach Steve Cook a minute ago as Higginsville beats Holden 39 to nothing. Now let's hear the other side of the story from David Diener, uh, the first-year head coach at Holden. Joining us now on the fifth quarter show is Coach Diener of the Holden Eagles. Holden traveled to Lafayette County tonight to Higginsville uh, for an MRBC battle. Higginsville comes out 39 to zero on Holden. Coach, thanks for giving us a call. Obviously, Higginsville um, has been the class of the MRVC for quite a few years now. Uh, talk about the game a little bit tonight. Uh, a, a tough opponent for you. Absolutely. They, they, uh, you know, they're they're a, a really tough physical team, and you know, we uh, we kept 
we, we played with them for, for quite a while. I mean, they jumped out to an early 7-0 lead on a, on a trick, trick play. And, uh, and you know, hats off to them. Their, their athletes made a good play on it and uh, breaks the tackle at the end of it to, to score. And, you know, after, after that, our, our defense, you know, started up pretty well uh, until about right at the end of the second, second half. And uh, with just under a minute left, they, they, have, they run a two-minute drill really well and a couple kids make another big plays and, and, and score to make it a three-score game. But at that point, uh, we had we, we were we hung tough with them. And uh, other, other than us, defense, anyway, we, we got to still find, find ways to keep moving the ball. And uh, Aiden Rarity had a really good game in the second half when, you know, we were needing to throw it a little bit. And uh, he connected on, on some – on some good throws and kids uh, big catches, but we just had a had a tough time uh, putting a long drive together to score points. And coach, like you said, they're they're a physical team. So uh, defensively, obviously, you had to have been happy with your performance if they're having to resort to a trick play for their first score. Um, talk about some of your kids that uh, stood out defensively tonight. Uh, you know, it's it's really it, it all starts. We we we've hung our hat all year on our, on our D-line, and, uh, you know, they played really, really well again. And uh, and we get those kids moving, big kids moving around a little bit and, uh, and try to give, you know, mess with some some uh, blocking rules, and, and, and as a result, it, it sometimes creates some negative plays, and uh, and we're able to string some of those together to get get some stops, force some field goals. Um, but yeah, it's, it starts. It starts with those guys up front, Aiden Christian, uh, 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 Cole Shoemate, uh, Mariko Mabry, and Trenton Day. Uh, really, really have great games week in and week out, and they did it again tonight. And then, uh, then we have we have uh, Danny Hartzler and, and Tyler Hankins had good games linebackers they too. Yeah, and a lot of times, you know, the, those those big nasties up front on the offensive and defensive line. Uh, don't don't get a lot of love in the media. So good that you could uh, recognize those kids tonight. Uh, ab- absolutely, and they've they've been they've been great all year. And and this was, uh, and and we'll, this was the this was the first time that you know we really forced forced the team to throw the ball, and and they did they did a really good job uh, hitting some chunk yardage on some big pass plays and. Uh, but our run defense, we, we, we wanted to try to force them to do that because we knew they wanted to run the ball, and uh, they 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 executed. And that's that's where we got to just keep getting better these next weeks and uh, uh, try to catch them sometime in district. Hey, Coach, the road doesn't get any easier next week. You stay in conference. Uh, you're hosting a very talented Richmond Spartans team. Uh, they have an, you know, an incredible quarterback, which, which I'm sure you'll see on film this week, uh, if you haven't already. So... Kind of talk about yep. game prep this week and and and, and what you're going to try to focus on. You know, R- Richmond's uh, it's, they 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 do a lot of things and, and they're they're a tough they're a tough prep, particularly defensively, just because they they don't hang their hat on one thing. You know, they can they can spread the ball out, they can run jet, and then they can also hit you with some triple option looks. And uh, uh, you know, so it's it's going to be a uh, game plan where once again we're. There's going to be times where we're going to have to match up on the outside, and uh, when they get in their run formation sets, make sure we got enough people in the box to be able to stop all all phases of the option, and uh, and and really make their make their kids make make plays and try to force them out of their comfort zone as much as they can. 
That's Coach David Diener chatting over, talking it over with uh, Travis All. Well, how about the Odessa Bulldogs? Dogs, according to our calculation, have won 29 games in a row. They get a nice win at, on the road tonight over Warrensburg, 40 to nothing. And a few minutes ago, Chick Miller had a chance to talk it over with Odessa Bulldog head coach Mark Thomas. I'm joined by head football coach of the Odessa Bulldogs, Mark Thomas. Coach, you went down to Warrensburg night, came out with a 40 to zero win. Good night for the Bulldogs. Yeah, we. It was our best uh, best effort on the year so far. Well, Coach, on paper, Warrensburg looked like they were a pretty tough team, and I was wondering, I thought it was going to be a really good ball game. I know Drew Tully took the trip down there at midvid.com and, and live-streamed it for you, and it sounded like you guys, like you said, played a great game. Well, we did. We played, you know, we played really well on both sides of the ball as well as our kicking game, and uh, you know, we just, we we had some uh, some rough weather at the right at the beginning of the ball game, and that we were able to uh, overcome it. And the wind and the rain came really hard there for about a quarter, and uh, we were able to kind of get get off to a quick start, and uh, and we just just kind of kept it rolling from there. Well, Coach, you have one of the better running games in the state. I know I've watched a lot of the, a lot of the games, and you've got some good guys back here toting the rock, but them offensive linemen, you know, they, they paved the way, don't they, Coach? Our offensive line played really well tonight. You know, uh, Warrensburg, they're really big up front, and we were able to uh, we were able to handle, handle them pretty well. I mean, it wasn't like, you know, a lot of, long runs or anything like that, but we were able to sustain some drives, put some drives together, a couple big plays here and there, but, uh, you know, overall, it was just a great team effort. And talk about your defense, Coach. You know, shutting out a really good Warrensburg team, you got to be proud of that defense. They did a great job. Um, you know, the weather, I'm sure, was able to take away some of their, their passing game early on, but, uh, you know, we did a, we, you know, they had uh, you know, two really good backs, their quarterback and their uh, tailback were both really, really fast and quick. We were able for the most part, kept them under control most of the night. Well, you scored 27 and a half. You end the game 40 to zero. Coach, you got center next week. What are you expecting them? Anything that you know of yet? Well, we know that they're very talented. You know, they've got a lot of speed uh, at their skill positions, and uh, and they've got a really good quarterback, throws the ball really well, a really good uh, tight end that's a big target for them in the passing game. So it's, it's going to be a big challenge for us all the way around because they're just, you know, they're very, very talented, and uh, we've just got to, you know, build off the momentum of, from this game and, and just keep improving each week. Well, Coach, like you said, keep rolling there in Odessa. Give us a call next week after your game in center, and congratulations on your 40-0 to victory over Warrensburg. Thank you. I appreciate it. There are more and more people working from home and students participating in virtual learning. So having a fast, reliable internet service has become a necessity. Green Hills Communications is a local company with highly trained technicians. If you're looking for a reliable internet service, then give Green Hills Communications a call at 660-644-5411. 
Thinking Power Sports, think GNS Power Sports in Marshall. Find the best selection in riding equipment, rugged ATVs and side-by-sides, street bikes, dirt bikes, and scooters. Financing is available, so head on in and ride out or trade up today. Your next great adventure is just around the corner at GNS Power Sports in Marshall. Do you have plans this weekend? How about spending a little time working on some of those touch-up jobs around the house? With Best Look Paint by Do It Best, you can expect the highest quality, durability, and beauty. Best Look Paint is easy to apply and easy to clean up, and you'll love the results. While you're there, stop by the paint department. One of their friendly associates will help you find the Best Look Paint and anything else you might need to get those touch-up jobs accomplished. Dursler Lumber, Richmond and Concordia. Hi, Kathy Fisher here with Concordia Bank. We want to be your small business partner. We offer financing solutions for all types of small businesses and farmers, including commercial, ag real estate loans, equipment loans, and operating lines of credit. Ask us about our small business checking account and cash management services. Visit our locations in Odessa, Concordia, and Lori, or visit us online at concordia-bank.com. Member FDIC. Highlights and coaches' interviews. You get the inside scoop on Mid-Missouri's high school football right here on the Curly Country 5th Quarter Show. Okay, Midland Empire tonight. Maryville beats St. Joe Benton 47-12. Savannah knocks off Cameron 51-23. Here's a good one right here. St. Joe Lafayette goes into Chillicothe. Squeaks by the Hornets 35-34. So looking at those standings right now, St. Pius and St. Joe Lafayette tied atop the conference at 3-0. Maryville at 3-1. Savannah 2-1. So good conference race there in the Midland Empire. In the KCI, East Buchanan beats Plattsburgh 44-20. It was West Platte 14-7 over Lathrop. Lawson knocks off North Platte 50-6. And Mid Buchanan <clears throat> has a close one. They slip by Penn of Hamilton 21 to 19. So in the KCI, East Buchanan, Mid Buchanan, both four and one. You've got West Platte at three and one. Penny of Hamilton and Lawson both at two and two right now. So that's where they, they stack up. Well, tonight the Polo Panthers up in the Grand River Conference, they get a nice win. They move their record to five and one as they beat Trenton. 30-20 to 20 on the road at Trenton. And a few minutes ago, Travis had a chance to talk it over with Polo head coach Kyle Ross. Join us now on the fifth quarter show is Coach Kyle Ross of the Polo Panthers. Polo uh, traveled up north to Trenton tonight to take on the Bulldogs. Uh, the Bulldogs had been undefeated in Grand River play. Polo comes out with a hard-fought 30-20 to 20 win. Coach, congratulations. Talk about the game flow a little bit and, and just how the game played out. Well, I mean, it's just a... Uh... I mean, there were a lot of turnovers. I know that on both sides. So we've got work to do, and I'm sure Coach Hickson, same thing. We, I thought our defense did a really good job running to the football and creating some turnovers for us. We've done that all year, and last week, last week we just didn't get a couple. Um, but we were we were still running. We're we're trying to have everybody there because we're just not real big, um, you know. And these guys tried to bludgeon us with a 220 pound fullback, and they did a little bit. But uh, we we got up, uh, we got up on them, and and we had a chance maybe step on their throat in the first half and didn't do it. Ended up throwing a pick. Um, did the same thing last week down in the red zone. Just uh, we're just still learning at that position, but he, he's he's going to be really good. Um, and uh, I think it was fifteen to six at half. Uh, third quarter they pretty much owned. Felt like they did a really good job. Broke off a really long run against us off tackle. Um, we also had a couple turnovers that hurt us again. And then 
Um, I think we were down. I think we got down uh, by five with like five and a half minutes left. And we drove down, length of the field, just went right down the field, uh, mixing, passing, and running, and, and kids doing what they were supposed to do, and, and scored go ahead. And then we scored two point conversion, great effort by a young kid out on the edge to get in, and then um, picked off to him. And, and we caused another fumble, and, and we ended up uh, driving down inside and scored on a fourth down play with just under a minute again. And, Seal the deal, Coach. So. You, you got to be Reds resilience. Last week you were down, uh, you were down big to South Harrison. This week uh, you, you struggle in the third quarter. Obviously, you said turnovers, but coming back in the fourth quarter. So, um, you know, obviously your your kids are, are believing this year and uh, kind of have that never say die attitude. Oh, they do because you know two weeks ago we were down twelve with seven minutes left in the game. Came back and won thirteen to twelve. The week before that we were down. 11 to 9 and drove the last length of the field on the last drive to score a touchdown to win 17 to 11. We just, uh, you know, if you do that once, maybe you're lucky. If you, if you do that more than once, that means your kids will refuse to quit. And I'm, I've said this on a few other shows and stuff. I'm, I am so proud of this group for not quitting. And all juniors and seniors went through a, a couple of years when I was away that they didn't win a game on any level, you know, so, um, we are uh, we are we are going to games to fight, and if you don't quit and you just keep hustling, a lot of times good things happen for you, and that's 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 a good deal. My coaches are are preaching that every day, and I've got a new staff, and we're all coming together and figuring each other out, and they're holding kids accountable, and and we are uh, you don't know this, but I mean we start six sophomores and two freshmen on both sides of the ball. I mean we're 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 as young a team as I've ever coached. I've been doing this a long time. Uh, well, I'm sure it sounds like those young guys are are probably gonna, you know, make your coaching staff invest in Rogaine or hair coloring. Probably, probably give you some gray hairs. But uh, next week, you know, you guys return to, to GRC play. You've got Princeton. Um, you know, their record is isn't isn't stellar, but it's a conference game. Uh, you know, what are you what are you gonna work on this week in practice? We've we've got we've got to look at some things where we turn the ball over. That can't happen. Some of those. We jumped off sides twice today that, that allowed scoring drives to happen. I believe we had them stopped, and we, you know, we got drawn off sides. I go, that's just, those are lack of discipline things. We're going to address that. We've got to get better at that. And no matter who our opponent is, and, and uh, Nathan does a fantastic job with Princeton. I mean, they've been they've been uh, you know tied tri champs the last two years for a reason. You know what I mean? That they're just good and. Um, you know, we're going to have to go up there and play as hard as we can. We, we can't take any weeks off, and we will not. Okay, that's Coach Kyle Ross. Kyle, appreciate the call tonight. Polo gets a nice win. With that win, the Polo Panthers move their record on the season to 5-1. and one. They're 3-1 and one in conference play. Right now, Trenton, Polo, and Gallatin all tied the top of the Grand River Conference with 3-1 and one records. Eight-man games tonight, Northwest of, or Northwest of Hughesville beats Concordia 68-14. It was North Shelby. They're still unbeaten. They go on the road. They beat Keatsville. 
Brunswick Northwestern to men in the co-op team there, 90 to 22. The Norburn Harden Central Aggies beat Northland Christian, 86-48. It was Worth County handing Oric their first loss, 56 to 8. It was South Nottaway beating Southwest Livingston, 62 to 8. And the St. Paul Saints beat the Santa Fe Chiefs, 54 to nothing. Right now we've got Danny Caps on the line, and Danny, I think you knew this would probably be a tough game. St. Paul, a good ball club, and uh, sounds like they got her done tonight. Yeah, we knew it was going to be a really tough game. Uh, the score did not have to come out like it did necessarily, but, I mean, <laughs> we knew exactly how tough they were going to be. We've seen them a couple times already and in a summer camp and then also the Jamboree. I've uh, seen them on film quite a bit. Uh, and, yeah, they were, they were every bit of how they're built. Did they jump out on you quick or did you stay close for – the first part of the ball game? Oh, we stayed fairly close in the first quarter. Um, the halftime score was 36-0. Um, so it wasn't, you know, it wasn't just a total blowout in the beginning. Um, but they're just so consistent and, you know, just stayed on it. And that's how the score ended up. St. Paul really likes to run the ball. and sounds like they had that going well tonight. Well, we actually uh, did a pretty decent job of stopping their running game, and they threw the ball quite a bit on us. Okay. And, uh, exposed some of that, but, yeah, it's, they did that a little bit more against us than probably what we've seen before. Did you guys move the ball tonight on offense pretty well, or did their defense shut you down? Oh, um, yeah. I'm, I mean, you've seen our scores previous to this week, and, um, you know, with the lowest – amount that we've scored being you know 54 points but you know and then go zero in this game so yeah i mean we were moving the ball we did uh secure it relatively well we just had some everything was a drive stopper at some point either penalties or uh you know some differences of opinion i guess you could say uh in terms of spotting the football on fourth down so you know it just is what it is. Any of your players, Danny, you'd like to mention tonight? Yeah, I am always proud of how Owen Hostetter shows up. Um, he just it runs the ball so hard on offense, and then probably our best defender overall. Um, you know, so both sides of the ball just strong. And then Cole Hostetter, his cousin, um, just he's so tough. And I've been so proud of him this year for you know, fighting through some stuff. And uh, and then we also, uh, we had our quarterback out. He gave it a shot tonight and, you know, just couldn't, couldn't put enough pressure on that foot to do what he needed to do. Um, and so we had Jonathan Overturf come in for us, who was a freshman, and I was really proud of how he handled that situation, you know, throw a 14-year-old kid in a varsity football game and how he handled it and, you know, showed some good things tonight. And so we're looking forward to, to building on it a little bit. Well, you were lucky, I guess lucky. You had four of your first five games at home. Now you're in the midst of a four-game road streak to wrap up the regular season. And uh, next week you head down to Hughesville. You play Northwest down there. Yeah, we do. Um, and... That was kind of had to happen to, in order to make a schedule the way we wanted it to be. Um, so it just, again, we're doing our best to 
try to earn a home week 10 uh, right now. And so we need to fix quite a few things going into that game next Friday. Hey, Danny, listen, always appreciate the visit. Win, lose, or draw, you always call us, and I appreciate that very much. And a tough loss tonight, but let's see, with that record, I think that moves that moves your record to 3-3 three and three on the season. So give us a call next week after that game with Northwest. We'll talk Santa Fe Chief football again. Definitely will, Joe. Thank you. All right, you too. We'll see you, Danny. Okay, real quickly, in the Tri-County Conference tonight, it was uh, Boonville beating Osage 58-28. Blair Oaks beats Eldon 71-36. Good game here. California slips by Versailles 43-40. And Southern Boone falls to Hallsville. Hallsville wins at 46-6. So right now, you got Hallsville and Boonville tied atop the Tri-County Conference, both with 4-0 conference records. Hallsville 6-0 overall. Boonville 5-1. Blair Oaks lurching in the wings. Uh, half game back at, or a game back at three and one and then you've got uh everybody else in the conference has at least uh two losses it looks like so and then let's see over in the grand river uh, we mentioned that a minute ago gallatin beats Milan tonight 40 to 6 it was maysville topping princeton 45 22 and polo you just heard from kyle ross they beat trenton on the road 30 to 20 so you got trenton polo and gallatin all tied with three and one records at the top of the conference Milan two and two we don't have a Final score in that South Harrison game. They could be, uh, they could be, uh, they could be three and one too if they won tonight. If they beat Putnam County at home, South Harrison would be three and one also. So you could have four teams in that conference at three and one uh, right now. So we'll see how see how we get that. We just heard from Danny Caps. Now let's get the other side of the story. Is St. Paul beats Santa Fe tonight, fifty-four to nothing. And here's uh, Saints coach C.J. Gifford. Mm-hmm. Joining us now on the fifth quarter show is St. Paul Saints coach C.J. Gifford. Uh, had an old I-70 rival tonight. The Santa Fe Chiefs uh, came to town to Larry Lobenstein Field. Uh, Concordia, St. Paul's of Concordia, comes out with a 54-0 win for the Saints. Uh, sorry for the slip up there, coach. Congratulations. That moves you guys to 5-1 and one on the season. Obviously a dominating performance tonight. Talk, talk about the game. Talk about, you know, which kids stood out. Yeah, please great game tonight um we were probably most proud of our defense tonight i think santa fe's averaged something like 60 points a game this this season i think i don't think they've had a game where they scored less than 60 points um so they shut them out tonight that was huge 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 for us um and it was and they play physical physical football so um our whole you know our defense played great in order to do that especially our defensive line i've talked about them before ethan kirby plays the end hunter Liedemann plays nose tackle and Christian Anderson plays our other D-end, and they, they just kind of play in the other opponent's backfield. So they play great. Yeah, Coach, and, and knowing a little bit about your team, you know, you guys you guys are very tough up front. Santa Fe, uh, very run-oriented team. So, obviously, your guys up front did the job again tonight. Yep, yep, exactly. And then and then offensively, we, you know, we spread it around a little bit. Jaden Magger's kind of our workhorse at running back. Uh, they keyed on him. And, and I think he was a little bit frustrated because he didn't have a big game he thought he would he maybe would but i had to tell him i said you opened up a lot of other things because they're keen on you so much and and christian bobson had a big game he threw five touchdown passes he ran for a touchdown uh because of, you know they're they're packing the box worried about Jaden maggard and next thing you know bobson's thrown over the top so we, we had a great game offensively too well and that that's always good you know when a team maybe stops your first option that that plan b you know can be executed sometimes with 17, 16, 17-year-old 17 kids, that's not always the case. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's good, and, and they're getting to the point now where I think they're finally starting to buy into. I don't have to make every play. I don't have to do everything. You know, I can, you know, do my job, and my team's there to support me, and we're going to win. So that that's huge. Yeah, do one eleventh, or I guess in your guys' case, one eighth of, of the team's job, and, and and things usually go well. Hey, you guys have a bit of an unknown opponent next week. Lockwood uh, makes a trip north uh, to St. Paul, um, and then. You guys have Knox County the next week. You guys are second right now in district standings. Um, so obviously we don't want to look ahead to Knox County, but the road is going to get tougher. Talk about Lockwood next week. Uh, what are you guys going to have to do to come out with a win in that game? Yeah, Lockwood, is they, they, this is their first year eight, man. So there's a lot of teams dropping. Like our, last year was our first year. So we didn't know a lot about them. We scheduled them for homecoming, and it might be one of our tougher games we have this year, which you know, is always one on homecoming. Um, Santa Fe's offense, they're physical. They wanted to run the ball. But it, probably not one of the most dynamic offenses that we've seen. They just, you know, pound the rock. Uh, Lockwood next week going to be the opposite. They they do they do it all. They want to run midline option. They run some triple option, and then they'll air it out a little bit too. So they they're very dynamic, multiple formations, and do a little bit of everything. So it's going to be it's going to be a good game next week. Okay, well, give us a call back next week, Coach Gifford. Always appreciate chatting with you. All right, thank you very much. Okay, that's C.J. Gifford talking it over with uh, Travis All. Let's take a quick timeout. Back with more on the fifth quarter right after this. When looking for insurance coverage, isn't it important to have an agent you know and trust to be there when you need them? Local families have depended on Grinnell Mutual and the Kane Insurance Agency for quality insurance protection and friendly personal service for decades. We are proud to count many of our customers as friends and neighbors. Call David Kane at the Kane Insurance Agency for a free quote. What don't you want when car or truck shopping? Stress? Overbearing salespeople? Struggling with financing? Haggling over the price? Heard enough? There's none of that at Banner Colson Chevrolet because truthfully, they don't like it either. Family owned and operated, doing the best to make your car shopping an easy experience. Banner Colson Chevrolet, Highway 13, Higginsville. The Bank of Odessa is community committed. Their goal is for every person who enters the bank to be better off financially for having made the choice to bank with them. For personal or business banking, savings and loans, a personal banker will find the financial solution to fit your lifestyle. Bank of Odessa, Lafayette County's leading bank. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Napa Know How. The name of the game is protection. A little hard work in the trenches saves a whole lot of headache and heartache down the road. Your local Napa Auto Parts store is always here to help with dependable parts and expert advice. And Napa is making it easier than ever with helpful ordering options, like order online and pick up in-store or free next-day delivery. Visit NapaOnline.com or visit your local Napa stores in Carrollton and Brunswick to learn more. Napa know you're listening to the Fifth Quarter Show, Mid-Missouri's best post-game show, right here on Curly Country, 103.9 KRLI. Okay, tonight in the NCMC Conference, Hannibal remains unbeaten. The Pirates at home knock off Kirksville 41 to nothing. Pirates move to 6-0. and They're 3-0 and in conference play. Kirksville's first loss in conference play. They're 3-3 and overall. Mexico wins again. They win the Highway 54 battle. They go to Fulton and beat the Hornets 35-14. to So Mexico's 5-1. And, and Moberly gets their second straight win. They beat Marshall in Marshall 20-6. to So right now in the NCMC, you got Hannibal on top, the only undefeated team in the conference. They're 3 
three and zero. You've got Kirksville, Mexico, and Moberly all one game back at two and one. So pretty good race there. Down in the Clarence Cannon, the big upset. We talked to Coach Corey Luke a few minutes ago. Brookfield upsets Monroe City tonight in Brookfield, fourteen to six. Centralia beats Highland, forty to six. It was Palmyra shutting out Clark County, forty-one to nothing. And Macon wins again. They beat South Shelby, forty-two twenty-six. So no more undefeated teams in the Clarence Cannon. Everybody in the conference, in conference play, has at least one loss. Right now you've got Monroe City, Palmyra, and Centralia. They're all atop the conference at three and one records. Then you've got Highland, Brookfield, and Macon all right behind it, two and two. So a good race there. That's tight one all the way around. So three teams at three and one, three teams at two and two. Well, the uh, Midby Cannon Ball Club, uh, they moved their record. They are a perfect uh, 6-0 and right now as Midbuck, the team that wound up second in the state. And so right right now we're going we're, we're gonna to talk to Aaron Fritz, but right now we've got uh, Greg Huff, head coach of the Boonville Pirates, on the line. Boonville wins it tonight. They beat School of the Osage 58-28. Greg Huff on the line. Greg, hey, nice win. I think it was homecoming tonight at Boonville, and you guys beat School of the Osage 58-28. 58 points on the board. Pretty good offensive effort, it sounds like. Greg, can you hear me? There you go. It's on now. Okay, Greg, can you hear me okay? Yeah, I okay. can hear you. Oh, yeah, Greg, I just saying, hey, you beat uh, School of the Osage tonight. I believe it was homecoming at Boonville. You win it 58-28. to 28. Pretty good offensive effort by your Pirates tonight, it sounds like. Yeah, it did a nice job. Uh, we knew going into the game that uh, Osage attack would be uh, very physical. It would be, uh, you know, they would try to keep the football out of our hands. And... Uh, you know, we only we only touched the ball one time in the first quarter, and we scored a touchdown. It was our only play, and then the, and then uh, we were able to get some stops defensively and uh, cause a couple turnovers. In the second quarter, we were able to score some points, and then the second half, we were able to score as well. Uh, we gave up a couple late scores with some young kids later uh, in the game, but overall, I thought it was a great effort by our kids. Um, you know, we had a couple kids out tonight with injuries and we're dealing with the same stuff that everybody's dealing with you know uh, we played very physical schedule uh we play a physical style of football at times and uh you know we just we've had a lot of kids really step up and it's it's, it's really good and i'm happy for our kids let's talk let's talk about your offense 58 points did you do it on the ground through the air mix it up how'd you get those points how'd you put those up let me flip over here real fast uh we rushed the ball 47 times for 547 yards uh, we threw the ball. We were 10 of 10 passing for 66 yards for 613 yards total. Uh, rushing, we had Dewan Lomax, our running back, had 10 carries for 212 yards, four touchdowns. Uh, quarterback, Colby Caton, had 13 carries for 106. Uh, Jamison McKee, a kid that we're using as an athlete, using him at quarterback, using him at wide receiver. Um, he had 10 carries tonight for 143 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, we had a sophomore come in with six carries at the end of the game and scored a touchdown. Uh, just multiple kids doing different things. We've done that each week. Uh, we felt like we uh, put the ball in Colby Caton's hand too much against Blair Oaks. I mean, he was phenomenal in that game, but 37 carries, you know, that's a lot when you're playing one of the best teams in, in the state. So um, we've been wanting to get where those kids are getting that 12 to 15 touches a game between three guys. And uh, like I said, tonight it would have been 10, 13, and 10. So um, good job by them. And we're excited for our program that we have this many kids uh, having success. 
Well, sounds like a complete team win. You know, and you had that opening season loss to Pleasant Hill. Since that time, you reeled off wins over Holden, Southern Boone, the big one over Blair Oaks, California, tonight, Osage. So, sounds like maybe that first game, pretty good wake-up call for your kids. Yeah, you know, that was uh, Coach Hamilton and his staff did a fantastic job having those kids physically prepared uh, for that game. And on the flip side, you know, we weren't ready for it. We were up in that game in the second quarter, you know, twenty-eight to twenty-eight to eight or twenty-eight to six, and they beat us. They they uh, they wanted to win more than us. Um, that was a good eye opener for us, and it wasn't so much our, our <clears throat> X's and O's or our skill set or anything. It truly came down to uh, a person's attitude and their effort and their heart. And uh, yeah, tough Monday after that one, but our kids have responded well. Our kids have handled the first each week. That's what every coach is doing. That's what every program is doing. Um, luckily, our kids, uh, again, are not, not only our kids, but our, our coaches and our uh, parents and stuff like that continue to step up. And uh, Joe's night was awesome. Uh, our, our, our crowd was amazing to see the amount of people. This is only our second home game of the year, so we beat Blair Oaks last time we were at home. And then homecoming this week, if you can imagine a full Boonville Pirate Stadium, that, that's exactly what we had tonight. And... You know, like a coach that's been here for four years now, uh, all of our Little League kids were there with their jerseys on. We had old people, young people. It was awesome. So uh, I'm proud of our kids. Yeah, sounds like you got it going well, Greg, at Boonville, up and down the line, start with the Little League. Okay, now you guys right now, you're 5-1. and one. Uh, you're 4-0 in conference play. You're tied with Hallsville at the top. You've got them the last game of the year. But before that, you got Eldon. And next week, you got another home game with Versailles, don't you? Yeah, I think we're back at home against the sales next week. I haven't seen a whole lot on them. Uh, like I said, we just just one week at a time, and uh, they got a new coach there. You know, I think they got some good. I think they scored some points tonight against Blair Oaks. So uh, just be kind of curious to see how that game went. And uh, we just want to continue to keep handling our business. Worry about what we can do. Um, we're having a good run, but we're still number two in our district, and uh, we just. We want to. We want to win, and we want to win by plus thirteen, just so we can kind of control our own pace. But yes, some definitely some good football ahead. Eldon's much improved this year, and then you speak of the Hallsville Hallsville game at the end of the year. Hey, I'll say this. I said this to Steve Cook at Higginsville a little while ago. It was homecoming down there. When you win your homecoming game, we got a rule on this show that however many points you win by, you got to dance that many dances at the homecoming. So you got you got 30, 30 dances you you owe us. So you. Yeah, Joe, I've uh, I've done this, I've done this for 16 years, and I think I made that joke, and I haven't fulfilled any of those. And uh, yeah, okay. All right. That's why I got the young guys in later, so I don't have to go into this. Okay, that's that's a good idea. Hey, Greg, proud of you. Congratulations. Nice win tonight. Move your record to 5 1. We'll we'll talk again next week. I appreciate you. Thank you. We'll see you, Greg. That's Greg Huff, head coach of the Boonville Pirates. Pirates win tonight. So we need to take a break. We'll be right back right after this. Want a hair dryer lately? If so, you might have noticed a pretty serious warning attached to the power cord. There's a good reason for that warning tag. Because used improperly, a hair dryer can cause serious injury. Don't stand near the tub or shower. Dry the floor and make sure you are using a GFCI outlet. All of us here at West Central Electric Cooperative want you to have great-looking hair. But hey, use your head. West Central Electric, a Touchstone Energy Cooperative. Have you noticed a new building on 10th Street in Carrollton? It's a new location for Home Savings and Loan Association of Carroll County. A brand new facility, the same personal service with added convenience and an expanded drive through including a drive through ATM. Come in today. Home Savings and Loan Association of Carroll County with branches in Norburn and Carrollton. 
TDR Auto Plaza is changing the way used cars are sold. They take pride in listening to each and every customer's needs. See for yourself by stopping by their showroom at I-35 Kearney or visit them on the web at TDRAutoPlaza.com. TDR Auto Plaza, proud supporter of youth sports. The Cody Moss State Farm Insurance Office in Higginsville can help you and your family with auto, home, life, business insurance, and more. For great customer service and quality insurance coverage you can trust, call State Farm Agent Cody Moss at 660-584-7414 or visit CodyMossSF.com. Scarborough Law Office, your local legal partner in Odessa, serves West and Central Missouri and can help with a variety of legal issues, including estate planning, criminal, civil, local government, and fire district law. Scarborough Law Office, up the street, on the corner, just down the road. Your hometown law office. Give them a call or visit scarboroughlawoffice.com. Let's get back to some high school sports on the fifth quarter show right here in Curly Country. 103.9 KRLI. Here's your hosts, Joe All. Well, tonight in the MRVC East, Richmond beats Carrollton 54-7. It was Higginsville 39-0 over Holden. Lexington beats Knob Noster 22-8. Higginsville on top of the conference at 2-0 right now. Then you've got uh, Holden, Knob Noster, Richmond, and Lexington all at 1-1. Looking ahead to next week, Carrollton will be at Lexington. Holden will be at home to take on Richmond, and Knob Noster will be at home to take on the Higginsville Huskers. In the MRVC West Conference tonight, it was Oak Grove beating Pleasant Hill 34-27. Odessa shuts out Warrensburg 40-0. Odessa on top now at 3-0 in that conference. I think Kansas City Center's only played one conference game. I could be mistaken. And you got Excelsior Springs with only one loss in there in that conference. As we look ahead to next week in the MRVC West, uh, center scheduled to go to Odessa. It will be Excelsior Springs. They will be at home to take on Oak Grove. And looks like Harrisonville is idle. They were supposed to play Clinton. No game for them next week. It looks like Oak Grove will go to Excelsior Springs next Friday night. Well, how about the uh, mid-Buchanan? The Dragons are a perfect 6-0 on the year. They get a close one tonight. They go on the road. They beat Penny of Hamilton 21-19. And a few minutes ago, we had a chance to talk it over with... Uh, Mid-Buchanan's head coach, Aaron Fritz. Join us now on the Carolina 5th Quarter Show is Coach Aaron Fritz of the Mid-Buchanan Dragons. Mid-Buchanan traveled uh, up 29 and across 36 tonight to play Penny of Hamilton, a tough KCI conference game. Mid-Buck holds on 21-19, led 21-7 at half. So, Coach, looks like you guys played a really good first half. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, we did a nice job in the first half. You know, we, we got the ball first and moved the ball a little bit. But, uh, had the punt, and they got the ball and moved a little bit. And we turned them over, and then we got the ball back um, off that turnover and scored and uh, kind of got going right then. We got them to turn the ball over two more times in the first half, and I think we scored off all their turnovers. And we just played really well in the first half. Did a lot of good things, ran the ball well, threw the ball well, um, made lots of plays. And then, uh, right before halftime, you know, we got pretty complacent. And, I mean, it's just something we got to get better at is, they ran a play, and we were in position to make the play, and we didn't do it. They scored before halftime. It um, really changed the dynamic of the game after that. They uh, they played more aggressive than we did. We didn't do a great job of matching that intensity, and um, luckily for us, we were able to hold on. You know, we, we had a couple good drives in the second half and just shot ourselves in the foot, and they didn't really drive the ball at all. They just kind of had two big plays uh, from their quarterback, Tucker Ross, who's a, a dude, and, and just – they kind of ran away with it right there. So luckily we stopped them on the two-point conversion to uh, tie it, and we were able to run off the clock at the end too. So, uh, you know, it's always good to find a way to win, especially on the road at Hamilton. They're a good football team. 
and we're just proud of our kids for finding a way to win. Coach, and you know, you you know as well as a lot of people out there, you know, turnovers, penalties, that can really affect a game. And sometimes, you know, uh, that's not necessarily shown in the stats unless you're really looking for it. So, uh, obviously, you feel that you guys have some areas to clean up. You play East Buck next week. You know, this is this is the heart of your conference schedule. Uh, East Buck was five and zero going into tonight. You guys are now six and zero. So, uh, you know, probably a uh, de facto uh, KCI conference championship game. Talk about next week. It's a, it's a big rivalry game. I know that, and um, you're you're going to have your hands full. Yeah, they. You know, uh, luckily they come to us. We don't have to travel there. That's always a not fun place to go play with that, all the atmosphere they allow to happen. But uh, you know, our, our kids, I think, will be fired up and ready to go. But we do have tons of stuff to clean up tonight. We didn't turn the ball over, I don't think, but we had some. Uh, you know, penalties that didn't go our way and things like that. And there's some stupid things we didn't do in the penalty department. So we got lots of things to clean up. We're, we're kind of excited to break down the film and look at it. Um, I guess the positive about playing good teams is they'll show you where you're weak at and what you need to get better at. And we definitely know that we have tons to get better at after tonight. So uh, we're just going to, you know, kind of get better from things, learn from it, uh, wash away the bad, and, and try to get better. And hopefully we can do that so we can give ourselves a chance to compete next week. Do you have any kids you want to give a shout-out to tonight on the offensive or defensive side, uh, Coach? Yeah, I mean, I thought I thought we had a lot of kids uh, play very hard. Our effort was great all night. You know, Joe Clark made some big plays for us. He had a big interception and, and made some plays, uh, getting some tackles, allow our defense to stay out there on drives and try to get a stop. Um, I thought Cage Burns did a pretty nice job. I thought Wade Stanton did a nice job. I thought Blake Hunter made some big tackles when he needed to. So a lot of different kids did a good job tonight. But um, at the same time, they'll be the first one to tell you that they didn't make plays when when they wish they would have, and I think that's probably what makes us a good football team is we have guys that are excited when they do well, but they want to make sure we still win, and I think that we have a lot of guys on our team right now that want to make sure we keep winning. Well, Coach, and, and you, you, you've got some kids that are maturing this year, so it uh, sounds like you're going to have a, have a great film session this weekend and uh, a lot of areas to, to improve on um, uh, this week in practice. So we, we got one of the premier Class 1 matchups in the state next week, so give us a call back next week. Let us know how that KCI game goes. Yes, sir. We appreciate you guys always talking to us, man. We really do. Okay, that's Coach Aaron Fritz, head coach of the Mid Buchanan Dragons. They win tonight as the coast game for them. They play a real good Penny of Hamilton team. Mid Buck comes out on top 21 19. They move to 6 0. Penny falls to 4 2. They're having a good year also. Let's look over in the. Uh, Try or the West Central Conference. Cole Camp, Cole Camp keeps rolling. They move their record to four and two. They beat Tipton tonight, forty-six to seven. Lincoln beats Slater, fifty-two to thirty-four. Windsor stays unbeaten. They top Wellington Napoleon, forty-eight to thirteen. It was Adrian topping Crestridge, twenty-one to thirteen, twenty-one to fourteen. And Midway shuts out Lone Jack, forty-five to nothing. Two divisions in the West Central right now with that win tonight that moves Windsor to two and zero oh in conference play. Lincoln two and one. Cole Camp one and zero. Oh. That was Cole Camp's first conference game so the, that race still open with those three teams right there Windsor Lincoln and Cole Camp uh, Wellington Napoleon this is their first conference loss tonight they fall to two and one Midway improves to two and oh so Midway jumps on top of that conference at two and oh Adrian with their win tonight they're one and oh that was their first conference game as we said Wellington Napoleon is two and one and so uh, that's where that conference all stands right now. Well, the West Strand Hornets, they get a nice win tonight. Uh, they back at home again tonight, and the Hornets beat Scotland County 22-12. to And right now we've got Tyler Tanner, uh, the offensive coordinator for West Strand on the line. Tyler, sounds like a good ball, ball game. Most of the scoring in the first half, you lead at 20-12 to at halftime, win at 22-12. to Sounds like a defensive battle, at least in the second half. 
Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I, I just said you you led twenty to twelve at halftime. You win at twenty two to twelve. Sounds like pretty good defensive battle in that second half. Oh yeah, man. We uh, you know, our defense uh, really showed up to play tonight. Um, and hats off to them. I mean, whenever you're holding an opponent to twelve points, you know you got a great chance to win a lot of all games. And you know, our defense really stepped up tonight, and it was a lot of fun to see. You know. Uh, Offense did a pretty good job of giving the defense pretty good field position to work with. You know, special teams gave the defense pretty good field position to work with, and we were able to capitalize on that side of the ball, and that was really nice. Well, you score 20 points in the first half. I know you're the offensive coordinator. Sounds like your offense got it done that first half. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, we did. Um, Five. You know, a bit of a different game plan stuff. Um, leading into the week, and our kids adjusted to it really well. Um, you know, obviously we had a pretty decent first half. And then the second half, you know, Scott and County made a couple of adjustments. Uh, hats off to them, you know, the little coach ball club. And, you know, they came out and touched us in the mouth a little bit in the second half. And, uh, you know, we driving the ball a little bit, shot ourselves in the foot a couple of times, you know, maybe a bad play call or two with that. And there was just – we didn't quite get it clicking offensively in the second half like we did in the first but our kids did a really good job of fighting and battling throughout that you know really proud of them for getting out a good win well you guys have had three tough games the last three weeks you played marionville harrisburg and fayette and those three teams i know harrisburg undefeated fayette with only one loss and marionville a good team from last year i'm sure they probably have one or no losses so you had a tough way to go in scotland county a good ball club so you got to be happy with the way your kids bounce back tonight at home Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, we, we felt like in all three of those games that we were pretty close. Uh, kind of dug ourselves in a, uh, in a hole early in two of them and, you know, just weren't able to really claw back. Uh, tonight we were able to get ahead and play ahead of the sticks a little bit, play ahead in the game a little bit, and that, that eased the pressure maybe some. Um, and then, you know, put a little bit of pressure on Scotland County to execute. And, you know, I, I, again, I thought that our guys did a really good job tonight with just execution all around. Well, and uh, anybody you'd like to mention that, that played exceptionally well for Westrand tonight? You know, we felt like, uh, obviously, the line, you know, we moved a couple of pieces around. They adjusted well. I thought they did a really good job. Um, I honestly don't have any stats. Um, Quinn Massey got a lot of a lot of touches and a lot of good, valuable, hard running moves. Uh, he always does. He's a good hard running for us. And then, you know, Derek Merritt, man, he showed up tonight. Um thought maybe it was one of his better games running the football you know he, he he made really good decisions in the zone put his foot in the ground and and he made a couple of plays with his legs that that we really needed in some big spots so they did a really good job tonight well you're two and two in conference play right now three and three overall you've got three games left uh, you got conference games the last two weeks of the year, home games with Marceline and Paris. But before that, next week, you go on the road to play a good Sweet Springs team. Uh, they got a nice win tonight. They beat Cuba 48-22, to so that'll be a tough test for you. Oh, yeah, no doubt about it. You know, that's that's a game that we knew going into it wasn't going to be an easy game by any means. You know, there ain't no easy game on our schedule. And, uh, you know, it's going to be an exciting game. Um, excited to get on some film of them, hopefully within the next 30 minutes to an hour get on some film of them and, and get to work preparing for them Friday. Tyler, always enjoy the visit. Appreciate the call tonight. Give us a call after that game on the road with Sweet Springs next week. We'll talk Hornet football again. 
All right. Sounds good. See Thank you, Tyler. You yeah, you're very welcome. That's Tyler Tanner, the offensive coordinator of Westrand. Uh, they win tonight. <clears throat> they beat uh, Scotland County. Final score there, 22-12. to 12. <clears throat> well, Speaking of that Lewis and Clark conference, we mentioned this earlier, but right now, Harrisburg, Fayette beats Paris tonight, 60-30. to 30. Westrand beats Scotland County, 22-12. to 12. Non-conference play, Harrisburg and Marceline both win. Harrisburg, 46-6 over Russellville. Marceline, 35-16 over Northeast. And Salisbury falls to Father Tolton of Columbia, 28-22. You've got Harrisburg and Marceline tied atop the conference, both 3-0. and Fayette had a half game back at 3-1. and Then you've got Westran at 2-2, two and two, Scotland County at 2-3. and three. In the... Midland Empire Conference, Maryville beats Benton tonight, 47-12. It was Savannah, 51-23 over Cameron. Chillicothe falls by a point to St. Joe Lafayette in the conference right now. St. Pius, St. Joe Lafayette tied the top spot, 3-0. Maryville a half game back at 3-1. Savannah at 2-1. Well, tonight, the uh, Crestridge Cougars, the Cougars fall tonight, but they put up a good battle against a very good Adrian team. It was 7-6 Adrian at halftime. Adrian wins at 21-14. And a few minutes ago, Chick had a chance to talk it over with Crestridge head coach Thomas Hotmer. The country music you grew up with is still on the radio and you found it. KRLI Multiband. We're Curly Country 103.9. I'm joined by head football coach Hotmer of Crestridge. Coach came out short tonight over Adrian 21 to 14. Sounds like a really good ball game coach. Yeah it was a heck of a game. Um, down 7-6 at half and then uh, they score two scores, 21 to six, and then we make a great score. Uh, good, good, quick drive to get it 21-14. Uh, big time two point, two point conversion, but then uh, they're able to run the clock out with about three and a half minutes to go. Um, got them to fourth down with like seven seconds, and they were just able to run it out. Well, coach, we talked a couple weeks ago. We seen you during the basketball season. You guys work hard in the off season you really do and you've got you got great numbers i mean in the off season is it just not clicking or i mean what's going on i know you're zero and six but to watch you and watch your program um you've got some you've got some good athletes and you've got some good coaching staff yeah well we just haven't played a single game yet this year with our team uh a week i mean we, we had our quarterback he's missed five of our six games um, due to either an injury to start the season or COVID, in the last couple games we've we've been missing a lot of kids for close contacts. And last Friday we had numerous kids get get quarantined right before a game at Midway. Uh, we went in there and probably should have won the game, but lost it at the very end tonight. And uh, we were without three other starters um, for quarantines, and had seven freshmen, sophomores starting on D. I mean, lots of things, and our kids are just so close. It's, I mean, they're playing really, really hard. But when you go back and watch, like, you know, I was fine. here's this mistake that's crucial or this mistake. And, and a lot of that comes back on me as a coach. Probably I need to keep it keep it simple and have a lot of young kids playing. And we, we need to do a much better job of, of giving them their simple duties and then letting them go out and play. They're playing super hard. They're playing together. We're clicking at the right time. Unfortunately, every game is close, but we're just on the wrong side of it. Well, Coach, and like the old saying, you know, it's not how you start, it's how you finish, and you get all them injured guys back and the guys that's been out, you know, clean up the little tiny things like a missed tackle here, a penalty there, 
and things change and the scoreboard changes as well. And I know you'll get it straightened out, and I know you guys will get going in the second part of the of the season. And how about you know at halftime? You said you scored uh, you scored that touchdown. Who scored that for you? Uh, seven to six. Uh, and then, well, we had two more. Corbin uh, Martin had a touchdown for us, uh, big time at the end of the game. Uh, in the first half, uh, the touchdown was a quarterback sneak. So, sorry about that. But the first one, yeah, we just had our quarterback, Daniel Dope. He's back. He missed the first four games, and he played one, and he was out for a quarantine, close contact. And now he's back. Uh, but he had the, the quarterback sneak from the one. Yeah. Gotcha, Coach. So next week you take on Lincoln. You're at home. So give us a call next week and tell us how it goes, Coach. Hey, thank you, guys. Appreciate you. Thank you, Coach. Okay, that's Chick Miller chat, chatting with the Thomas Hotmer, head coach of Crestridge. Well, how about the Cold Camp Bluebirds? Bluebirds on a roll right now. Tonight they go on the road to Tipton, and they win it 46-7. to Right now we've got Cold Camp coach Kevin Shearer on the line. Kevin, appreciate you hanging on. Hey, nice win. I think any time you go down to Tipton, you know it's going to be a tough ball game. It sounds like tonight <clears throat> your guys got off to a 28-7 lead at halftime, and you win it 46-7. to So good night to be a Bluebird. Yes, it was. You know, they... We started off and were able to sustain a nice drive a long ways. I think it went 90 yards for a score. And then Tipton came back and it scouted well and had a little uh, trick play and, and got us exposed there and tied it up at seven. And then we answered. So I was pretty proud of our kids to come right back. Hey, you're on a streak right now. You've won four of your last five games, so playing pretty well. Yeah, you know, we, we're hopefully, like I, we've talked about off and on, I think trying to continue to improve every week. And, you know, we'll obviously have another big uh, uh, challenge here coming up with Windsor. Well, I'll tell you, Tipton a good ball club. Of course, Tony Braby's gone this year, but he built a good program. It's continuing on this year. But, hey, to put 46 points on the board tonight, you got to be happy with your offense. Yes, I am. Our old line played extremely well. Uh, you know, they just uh, were able to displace the line of scrimmage. Um, you know, that makes life pretty good for backs. And we had one back, Ethan Corbin, a senior, put three of them in, and he looks so good in the first half. Um, we'll just see if we can stay healthy enough to continue that. And you kind of like to run, 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 don't you? Yeah, you know, we find something works. We're definitely going to pound it over and over and over. Well, defensively, Tipton, I know, has put some numbers on the board all year long, and you hold them to only one touchdown. So, D, your D must have stepped up, too. Yeah, you know, we uh, – we, we had a few interceptions we were able to do tonight. You know, they're very pass-oriented. Um, we were able to take that running the game really away from them um, and then load up that uh, pass coverage. So, yeah, we're pretty happy defensively. Who would you like to mention, Kevin, that played exceptionally well for the Cole Camp Bluebirds tonight? Well, you know, them old linemen, like I said, my five old linemen did a great job. We have two big tackles, uh, one on each side, and Michael Wisman and Zach Thomas. Um, they just do a great job setting that for us. And then, of course, our, our left guard is a senior, Andrew Hahn, and, and he moved there last year, and he's just tremendous. So i uh, got a sophomore to the other guard, uh, Peyton Webb, and then our center, a junior, Preston Orr. So, I mean, them five guys deserve kudos for sure for tonight. You know, I like to see you mention those offensive linemen. They don't get as much coverage probably as, as the, some of the skilled people, but they do the job up front if you're going to win. So I'm glad to see you mention them. you got to be proud of them. And, hey, with that win tonight, uh, you guys move your record. Record to four and two, like say you've won four of your last five. Now you got a tough one next week. You got Windsor, the defending state champs, coming to Cole Camp. Yeah, you know, and in that four and two, we we've got one loss to undefeated Warsaw and the other loss to uh, um, undefeated Butler. So yeah. uh, we're pretty proud of where those have come from so far. And obviously now we have another undefeated team this year. We're going to take on uh, Windsor. 
Um, so, you know, our, our schedule is definitely preparing us for that uh, district run. Yeah, nobody can criticize you guys for playing an easy non-conference schedule. So, yeah, you, yeah with Warsaw and Butler, a couple of real tough teams. Hey, Kevin, listen, thanks again. Always enjoy the visit. Congratulations on the win. Like I say, with the win, you move to 4-2. and two. Give us a call after that Windsor game. We'll talk Bluebird football again. All right, Joe. Thank you. Okay, we'll see you, Kevin. That's Kevin Shear. Well, tonight, the Slater Wildcats, the Cats, put 34 points on the board, but they run into a pretty good Lincoln offense. Lincoln wins it 52-34, to and a few minutes ago, we had a chance to talk it over with Slater head coach Michael Horton. I'm joined by head football coach of Slater Wildcats, Michael Horton. Coach, you took on Lincoln tonight, came away with a defeat 52-34. to uh, Yes, sir. Uh, tough game. Um, you know, we actually played pretty well, I thought. Uh, we were able to move the ball, um, run the ball really well against them. Uh, just kind of had some big special teams plays that, that were kind of the big difference. You know, they, they ended up recovering two onside kicks, and then they kicked one deep that got over our heads and uh, pinned us back. And then we uh, ended up, you know, punting, and we snapped the ball over our, our punter's head and then zone gave him a safety and then gave him short field position. So um, that, that was kind of a big difference in the game. Over, you know, besides that, it was a really good game. Well, Coach Ray, you look back to any kind of game, usually it's those three to five plays that makes a difference. And here it sounds like that was the case because it was a 7-6 ball game at half. Mexico leads 7-6, to six, so it was a heck of a ball game that first half. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, they, they drove down and scored on us, and then we got the ball and were able to drive right back and score. Um, you know, it was one of them games that both teams struggled to stop each other. Um, you know, they just outperformed us on special teams. Um, that, that was the biggest difference. Uh, I was really proud of our guys. I knew we were going to go up against a good Lincoln team. I knew it was going to be a tough game. I was I was really proud of how our kids came out and played tonight. We uh, we just made some mistakes on special teams, and, and that hurt us. You know, and the great thing, Coach, like you said, those little mistakes become big plays, but it's something you can work on in practice and overcome, and then you go to the next week um, at Marshall. You know, a very good uh, competitive game there, I believe, and hopefully you'll come out with that win. Uh, we'll be uh, playing Tipton at home next week. Oh. Uh, yeah, it, 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 yeah, you know, it's going to be our homecoming game. Um, you know, I think we're going to build off this. Uh, play a, I think we're going to build off it. I think it was a good good game for us. Our, our kids are still motivated. They understand that they played well. Um, they understand their mistakes. Um, and I think we're going to come back and have a good week of practice. And, well, I apologize, Coach. He had tipped. He had Marshall on the paper. We've got uh, so many callers calling in here. But like I said, you face Tipton's homecoming. It's always a fun week for the kids, you know. And it's fun when you get that win to end homecoming week on that Friday night. Uh, yeah, uh, it tipped in us. You know, it's always a good game. It's, it's always close. They they always come and play us well, or we go there and play well. Um, it's kind of been a battle back and forth. Uh, so we expect a tough game, uh, but we got to have a good week of practice, and I expect our kids are going to come out after tonight. Uh, you know, I think they felt like they, they they played their best game, and I think they're they're motivated to get back out there. All right, Coach. Well, good luck next week, homecoming week against Tempton. Give us a call on the Curly Fifth Quarter Show. Okay, that's Chick Miller talking it over with Michael Horton of Slater. Well, in the Lewis and Clark next week, it'll be the Fayette Falcons. This will be a good one. Fayette will be at home to take on Harrisburg. Those two teams, Harrisburg undefeated Fayette with only one loss. Marcelina will be at home to take the Salisbury Panthers. It'll be Paris non-conference play. They go to Russellville, and it will be Scotland County. 
they will be at home to play Miller. And as we said just a few minutes ago, Westran, they make the trip to Sweet Springs. And in the Midland Empire next week, it'll be St. Joe Benton. They will be at home to take on St. Pius. Cameron will travel to St. Joe to take on Lafayette. Chillicothe will make the trip to Savannah. And it will be Maryville. They'll be at home in non-conference play to play Lincoln Prep. Well, the uh, Fulton Hornets tonight. The Hornets, good battle against Mexico. It's a Highway 54 classic. 7-6 uh, to six at halftime. Mexico leads it. Then the Bulldogs pull away for 33-14 to 14 win. And a few minutes ago, I had a chance to talk it over with Fulton's head coach, Dana Chambers. Join us now on the Carolina 5th Quarter Show is Coach Dana Chambers of the Fulton Hornets. Fulton had an NCMC game uh, tonight. They took on the Mexico Bulldogs. Coach, uh, sound like you guys hung tough uh, quite a while against a talented Mexico team. Yeah, uh, we played well uh, first half. You know, uh, did some things well defensively, forced some turnovers, uh, got a score on the board, went up 6 nothing. Uh, then late in the first half, gave up a uh, big punt return, and they ended up scoring going into uh, – Going into halftime, uh, second half came out, and uh, you know we get we, we we just didn't get enough done to, uh, to stop them uh, defensively. We gave up the edge, gave up some runs up the middle, and then on offense, uh, we just couldn't get enough going to, to, to get to get more drives together to get more points on the board. Yeah, and when you're playing a very option team like Mexico, you just you have to be so sound and so consistent throughout the whole game. So sounds like you know maybe you know the second half. They kind of wore on you, and, 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 and you guys maybe had some blown assignments there. Yeah, yeah definitely what it was. Uh, it was you know, option teams, if, you, if you're not tackling who you're supposed to tackle or you're not in the right gap, you know, they can hit you for 30, they can hit you for 40, and, and you know, before you know it, it's, it's, you know, what it is. Well, Coach, that moves you guys to 0-5 on the year, I believe. Um, do you have any kids you'd like to recognize tonight? Yeah, uh, our junior receiver, uh, Walker Goring, and our quarterback, Dusty Higgins, uh, you know, played pretty well. Uh, they, hooked, they hooked up uh, several times uh, for, uh, you know, some big conversions. Uh, they, they, had, they hooked up for our first touchdown of the game, and uh, they just are on the same pace with each other week in, week out. And, you know, they, 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 they make things happen when we need it. Uh, you know, Tarion Logan, our junior running back, uh, did a great job tonight running the ball hard, and uh, we just got to get more fight, more guys for the fight offensively. Hey, coach. You guys have a have a tough, or you know, have have a should be a what should be a competitive game next week to hope to do in practice this week to prepare for next week. Uh, you know, we're gonna go we'll go to work tomorrow morning, look at that film, and make correct our mistakes. Uh, you know, the, the thing about it is what we did wrong tonight is it's fixed. Uh, so you know, we got to go to work and and, and just continue to grind. Um, can't give up here. We got three you know three games left before district. And, the goal is at the end of the season to be playing your best football, and you know we're getting close. Yeah, and, and if you if you can have those kids buy into just getting better every week, you know you, you'll you'll never know week nine, week, week ten. Uh, a lot of times can look like a different football team. Exactly. So hey, appreciate you calling us tonight. Give us a call next week on the fifth quarter show. All right, appreciate you having me. The Hamilton Bank has a clear vision for a strong future and a tradition of serving its community at Hamilton, Breckenridge, and Lathrop. Featuring new services like the Brella to protect your debit card account and health services account, along with the traditional services you have come to count on, the Hamilton Bank. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. More and more area farmers are relying on professional ag services at Lathrop, Missouri, a premier provider of Pioneer and Corteva brand products in Clinton and Caldwell County. For more information, call the office at 816-740-6720. Professional ag services for the farmer who gets it done right. 
Professional Ag Services, Lathrop, Missouri. For all your automotive sales and service needs, remember Swafford's Ford in Richmond. Call or text 816-776-2288. Visit SwaffordsFord.com to shop online and schedule service. Located at Highways 10 and 13 in Richmond, SwaffordsFord.com. How do you measure success? In points? In wins? trophies. At Shelter Insurance, we measure success in the quality of our products and services, in our community support, in being there when you need us most. We're your shield. We're your shelter. See Shelter Agent Tara Hilbrenner in Carrollton, proudly serving Carroll County. I'm Jeff Adams, your Carrollton Edward Jones Financial Advisor. We're all about financial investments, but we also value the investments of time, patience, and encouragement our young athletes receive from their coaches, teachers, and mentors. That's why I'm a proud supporter of Carrollton Trojan Athletics. Call Jeff Adams at 660-542-1629. Edward Jones, member SIPC. Highlights and coaches' interviews. You get the inside scoop on Mid-Missouri's high school football right here on the Curly Country 5th Quarter Show. Okay, KCI tonight, East Buchanan beats Plattsburgh 44-20. It was West Platte over Lathrop 14-7. Lawson 50-6 winners over North Platte. And Mid-Buck knocks off Hamilton 21-19. So you got East Buck and Mid-Buck tied atop the conference, both uh, 4-0 in conference play, 6-0 overall. They'll play next week. Should be a great one. West Platte a game back at uh, 3-1. Penny of Hamilton and Lawson at 2-2 two and two right now. Next week in the conference, as we said, East Buchanan takes on Mid-Buchanan. That game will be played at Mid-Buchanan. It'll be Lathrop. They will be on the road. They will head into Lawson, and it will be North Platte. They will be at home. They will take on West Platte. And Penny, they have a home game. They will take on Plattsburgh. In the Tri-County Conference tonight, it was... Blair Oaks beating Eldon 71-36. Boonville 58-28 winners over School of the Osage. California slips by Versailles 43-40. And Hallsville beats Southern Boone 46-6. You got Boonville and Hallsville atop the conference at 4-0. Hallsville 6-0. Boonville 5-1 overall. Blair Oaks a game back at 3-1. So that conference still up in the air. Uh, next week. It'll be Blair Oaks. They'll make the trip to Hallsville. That should be a very good game there. Boonville, you just heard from Greg Huff. They'll be at home to play Versailles. California goes to Eldon next Friday night, and it will be a school of the Osage. They will be on the road at Southern Boone. So that catches you up on those conferences. Well, tonight it was Southwest Livingston, uh, the Southwest Livingston Wildcats. They go on the road tonight. They fall to... I'm trying to find out, get this South Nottaway, I think it was. Yeah, Southwest Nottaway uh, knocks off knocks off uh, Southwest Livingston by the score of 62-8. And a few minutes ago, had a chance to talk it over with uh, Southwestern head coach, Pate Croy. Joining us now on the Carolina Fifth Quarter Show is Southwest Livingston head coach, Pate Croy. Uh, the Wildcats went north tonight to take on a talented Platte Valley team, uh, Southwest comes out on the losing end of this game, 62-8. to Coach, thanks for calling us. You knew this was going to be a tough game. Um, you know, talk, talk about kind of the game flow and uh, if you guys were able to get anything going tonight. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, I, it, was, it was a tough game. We knew going into this week, uh, we had a great week of practice, but we still in the back of our minds, you know, they're going to be, they're going to be quick. Um, that's just something we lack this year. Uh, as we, we lack in the speed calling. So, 
Um, we knew shutting them down was going to be uh, was going to be an issue, uh, especially the outside. And we actually did that. Uh, we really didn't give them the outside. They kind of ran it up up the gut the whole night. So uh, then they bounced it outside. So um, our defense has been played well, but uh, you know, not taking anything away from Coach Silkett and South Ottawa, Platte Valley. He's got a great program up there. Great coach. A great group of kids. Uh, very well disciplined. Um, but you know, we we kind of shot ourselves in the foot. Uh, Eighteen to nothing at the end of the first quarter, and uh, we had a chance to score twice, and it was inside the 15-yard line and didn't capitalize on it. So, um, and, and then another two times in the second quarter. So uh, I think it was like 30, 32 to nothing at halftime. Uh, and, you know, it's kind of a kind of a Debbie Downer when you're inside the inside the red zone four different times and, and you just kind of get caught. It wasn't turnover, just we just failed to move the ball when it counted. So, um, well, you know, we, we did good things. I try to take good things out of every game. Um, it's just uh, it's just kind of a learning curve for, for young kids, and, and I know we're going on week six, and it's kind of like beating a dead horse when I say that. But you know, if you if you see the the, the way that our kids have developed from from week one to now, and, and everything has changed, uh, you just got to sit back and be proud of the the way they the way they take it on the chin and, and keep coming to work every week. Yeah, and and you guys kind of started the season. You're a bit more of a spread team, running something similar to to what you had last year, and and now you're. Um, you know, two backs and, and running the ball under center a lot. Yeah, um, our offensive line coach, Coach Webster, he's, he's done a great job. Uh, he went from, you know, just teaching the pass block and reach block, you know, because we were running a lot of jet sweep. And, and uh, to see the way we developed from, from that offense jamboree week, week one, you know, to, uh, to double tight, high formation, stop us because here we come. And, you know, we, we moved the ball against really tough teams. It's just, uh, you know, we just kind of, you know, when one tire goes flat, the other three fall off. We get a block in the back, a holding call, and uh, just kind of takes the wind out of our sails. And I don't think we've matured to the point to, to know, okay, well, we just lost 10 yards, but we're going to get back right here. So that's just something we keep we keep preaching to them and, and keep talking to them about, and, you know, fighting that little man off the shoulder and, and staying in your own head and doing your own job. And you got to believe in yourself and the, the guy next to you to do his. So, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to coming back Monday, getting ready to getting ready to go to work and, and uh, face a tough Rockport team next Friday night. And, Coach, you know, like you said, you had a good week of practice. Uh, you know, Rockport runs a, a, a brand of wing tee offense, so your kids are going to have to be disciplined this week and, and, and going to have to have another good week of practice. Yeah, I, you know, that's, that's kind of that's what I told them uh, in the, in the, on the bus ride on the way home uh, when everyone was awake. Everybody's kind of sleeping now, so... Uh, yeah, I, I told them I'm like, hey, we just gotta we just gotta lick our wounds from this, and and you know go and watch you know watch film, and and come Monday ready with a clean mind and ready to go to work and and be ready for another tough team. You know, uh, the 275 conference, it's uh, it's nothing to, nothing to take lightly. There's a lot of tough teams in it, and, and uh, it's a long bus trip to get there. So you know, I think that's half of it. You, you ride on a bus for two hours, kind of takes the wind out of your sails a little bit as well. Okay, that's uh, Coach Pete Croy talking over with. Uh... Travis, uh, they fall tonight to South Nottaway. Uh, the final score in that game tonight, it was uh, Southwest coming up a little bit short by a score of 62-8. to eight. Uh, Let's look at the eight-man scores tonight. Northwest of Hughesville beats Concordia 68-14. to 14. It was North Shelby knocking off Keatsville, Brunswick, Northwestern men in the co-op team. Norburn Harden Central beats Northland Christian 86-48. Worth County 56-8 over Oryx. St. Paul shuts out Santa Fe 54 to nothing. And South Nottaway, as we just said, beats Southwest Livingston 60 
62 to 8. Looking at the Grand River Conference tonight, it was Gallatin beating Milan 40 to 6. Maysville tops Princeton 45 22. Polo 30 to 20 winners over Trenton. Looking at that conference race right now, Trenton, Polo, Gallatin, all all those teams have three and one records. South Harrison could very well. We'll see if we have a final on their game with Putnam County. South Harrison two and one coming in. So you got a real log jam at the top of that conference. Next week it'll be Gallatin. They'll be on the road at Putnam County. Maysville will make the trip to Trenton. Milan will be at home to take on South Harrison and Polo will go to Princeton. All those games in the Grand River. Well tonight it was the Sweet Springs Greyhounds at home. They beat Cuba 48 to 22 and a few minutes ago Chick had a chance to talk it over with uh, Greyhound head coach Jeff Holtzman. I'm joined by head football coach of the Sweet Springs Greyhounds, Jeff Holtzman. Coach took on Cuba tonight, come out with a 48-22 to win. Coach, tell me about the ball game. Well, it was a very close first half. Um, they scored first, 8 to nothing, and then we got an interception returned by Noah Fogarty for a touchdown. Got the two points, go make it 8-8. Uh, they went back ahead and and we came back and scored. And with the big play, we was 31 seconds left before half. Uh, Matt Eckhoff scored a 12-yard touchdown run. So we go up at half, 22-14, to 14, and then got the ball to start the third quarter. And on opening kickoff, uh, Cuba had a personal foul penalty, so we got the ball across midfield. And the uh, very first play from scrimmage, uh, senior Cole Loverkamp broke loose for a 47-yard touchdown. Put us up 28-14, and then we were able to get a couple touchdown passes in the third quarter as well. Um, Safford Lee, a senior quarterback, hooked up with Noah Fogarty and a sophomore Seth Grader for some nice touchdown passes. So great third quarter by our kids. Uh, didn't play real well the first half, but they were really proud of how they responded in the second half. And we went up 41-14 at the end of the third. Well, like you said, Coach, only halftime was 22-14. You was just up by a touchdown, came back and had a really strong third quarter. Why it's so important to emphasize you play every quarter like it's your last quarter, and you guys really responded well in the second half. Yeah, they really did. Uh, they did a great job of you know listening at halftime and understanding the adjustments we needed to make. Um, biggest adjustment on defense, we just needed to do a better job of tackling. They had some a couple 225-pound running backs that we didn't do a good job getting low on in the first half and much better job in the second half and want to compliment our offensive line they really took the game over in the second half um tanner dorman at center and gabe zaner jason fossbinder and uh, michael griggs and keegan brewer uh, excuse me keegan brewer had to move in from wide receiver to play guard and did a great job so really proud of our offensive line tonight you're talking about running backs being over 225 pounds. Most teams like to have them on their offensive line, Coach, and you guys did a pretty good job. It sounded like keeping them under control in the second half. Yeah, much better, like I said, in the second half, and they were really pounding it. I want us the first half, and our kids just had to, you know, go back to fundamentals and drop their butts and get low on the tackles. Well, Coach, next week you take on West Strand. I'm sure you know a lot about them. they got a great quarterback, and I'm sure you're going to have a, a good defensive game plan for him. Yeah, a very talented quarterback. We also have a, a running back that runs really hard. Um, we've got to, you know, do a great job of practice, understanding what we need to do. And um, I know West Trans played a very tough schedule so far, like like we have, so, and it should be a great ball game. All right, Coach, 3-3 three and three on the season. Give us a call next week on the Curly 5th Quarter Show. All right, thank you.
Okay, well, that's Coach Jeff Holtzman. A win tonight. They beat Cuba. Nice win for the Greyhounds as the Hounds win at 48-22. NCMC tonight. Mexico beats Fulton 35-14. Hannibal shuts out Kirksville 41-zip. It was Moberly beating Marshall 20-6. Right now, Hannibal leads the conference at 3-0. You've got Kirksville, Mexico, and Moberly all a game back at 2-1. Next week, Fulton will make the trip to Marshall. That'll be a conference game. All these are conference games. Hannibal will be at Moberly next Friday night, and it looks like Kirksville, they will entertain Mexico in the NCMC. Real quickly in the Clarence Cannon Conference tonight, Brookfield beats Monroe City 14-6, Centralia 40-6 over Highland, Palmyra 41-0 over Clark County, Macon beats South Shelby 42-26. Right now, Monroe City, Palmyra, and Centralia all tied with 3-1 records. You got Brookfield, Macon, and Highland all at 2-2, two two. so Still a lot of real estate to settle there in that conference next week. Brookfield will be at Clark County. Central will make, or Centralia will make the trip to South Shelby. It will be Highland. They will be at home to play Palmyra, and Macon will go to Monroe City. Well, tonight the uh, Salisbury Panthers is one of your mid-vid games. They played well, but they fall to Father Tolton of Columbia 28-22, and Chick talked it over a few minutes ago with uh, Orrin Magruder, head coach of Salisbury. I'm joined by first-year head coach of the Salisbury Panthers, Orrin Magruder. Took on Fowler Tolton tonight. Heartbreak loss there, Coach, 28-22. Yeah, it's, uh, um, you know, uh, the effort has gotten better. Uh, kids played hard tonight. and It was just, um, you know, too many mistakes, too many missed tackles, and uh, just kind of, you know, shot ourselves in the foot at times and weren't able to pull it off at the end. Well, Coach, you were down 14-6 to at half. You battled back, put up some points in the second half, just came a touchdown short. So your boys never did give up actually getting on them, point, you know, them points on the board in that second half. So that tells you one thing about some character of your boys. Yeah, that's what we actually, you know, we went up 6 nothing and they scored 28 unanswered. And so we were down 28-6, to six, and then we get a couple touchdowns. We got the ball in our hands, about four and a half minutes left. And, um, you know, I mean, that's the situations you want, but we weren't able to really do anything with it. Uh, they took over, ran a while the clock out, and we got one more possession with about 30 seconds left where it was, and just, you know, I just couldn't do it, you know. It's, it's unfortunate. Coach, this is the first time I've got to talk to you this year. You know, we covered you, of course, at Southwest at that state championship run last year. What is the biggest difference for you as a coach from eight-man to 11-man? I get it asked all the time, but I like to have a coach that actually experienced it. Uh, let us let some of the, you know, the people out here listening no, what is the biggest difference? Nothing. I mean, the field size, that's it. Really, it's still blocking, still tackling, and whoever does that the best is going to win. Um, now, everything I did in eight-man was an 11-man scheme. So, um, you know, it's really there, there's not a ton of difference. Um, if you haven't seen an eight-man game, it's a little probably more up-tempo because if you miss one tackle, you know, it could be a touchdown. But uh, really, it's, it comes down to blocking and tackling. And, Coach, like me personally, I understand. I was at Southwest for a couple of years. I don't know, 15, 18 years ago, whatever it was. And that was the biggest difference. There's not a couple of tackles. You don't have a slot. You're still tackling. You're still running the same offense. You know, and it still comes down to fundamentals of the game. And, and, and very well said to you, Coach, and we appreciate you. Because there's a lot of people out there, they don't understand. And, you know, you kind of fill them in a little bit with them, them details. No, that's what, you know, I think a lot of people like to talk down on eight-man, but, um, after watching the you know the athletes I've been around and seeing how hard the kids on both sides worked, I 
I think you're doing a disservice to the athletes anytime you look down on, you know, eight man or anything like that. You know, it's still, those still, kids still bust their butts and they still get after it. And, um, you know, it's, it's still football. Oh, I agree 100%, Coach. It's it's fun football. And it, and it's, like you said, one kid misses a tackle, you know, he's gone to the house. So, and that's probably the biggest difference. And, and that's why the scoring is so high, but it's still tackling, it's still running, passing. And it's, it's a great game. It's a, if you've never seen an eight-man football game, go watch one because it is an exciting game. No, absolutely. <laughs> the scores do sometimes get out of hand, but <laughs> especially if you get a mismatch. But, you know, it's football, and you got to love football. Well, Coach, I know you're building a good program down there in Salisbury. I know you'll get it going. Um, you know, I, I personally think it takes that two years to three years to really get you to that elite status because you put your own weight program in, you work in the off season. I know you, you've already got that installed, and we look forward to good things from Salisbury Panther football, you know, the rest of the year and the, in, the next year. Thanks, sir. And that's what, you know, doesn't necessarily show in wins and losses, but I think we've made uh, tremendous strides just by our competitiveness and how hard the kids are playing, you know, I, I, I really can't ask anything more than that. It's just they're playing hard. We just got to clean up the mistakes and uh, put ourselves in good positions. Well, Coach, we'll let you get going. I know you've got a tough one next week at Marceline, you know, loaded with a senior-laden team. Uh, be a tough one, but I know you'll get to work starting probably tonight or tomorrow on Marceline. No, that's we got our hands full. You know, they're, they're uh, good uh, every year for a reason, and, um, it's going to be a tall task, but, you know, I think my boys will come out and they'll play hard again. All right. We was joined by Orrin Magruder there of the Salisbury Panthers. Fell to Falder Tulsa tonight, 28-22. to Coach, thanks for calling the fifth quarter show. Hey, thank you, sir. Thanks for your coverage. Okay, let's take a timeout. Back with more on the fifth quarter right after this. You love Mulch's Country Mart. Now when you don't have time to shop in store, you'll love that Mulch's will shop for you. Just go to MyCountryMart.com or download the app. Start filling your Mulch's Country Mart virtual shopping cart. Select your pickup time. You can even pay online or when you pick up. Try Mulch's Country Mart online shopping today. Napa Know How. The name of the game is protection. A little hard work in the trenches saves a whole lot of headache and heartache down the road. Your local Napa Auto Parts store is always here to help with dependable parts and expert advice. And Napa is making it easier than ever with helpful ordering options, like order online and pick up in-store or free next-day delivery. Visit NapaOnline.com or visit your local Napa stores in Carrollton and Brunswick to learn more. Napa know-how. We are Missouri Farm Bureau Insurance, and we are for road trips. We're for covering as much ground as possible on two, four, or 18 wheels. We're for drop tops, T-tops, classics, cruisers, pickup trucks, and dump trucks. We're for displaying Missouri plates like medals of pride. Have you ever hit a deer? Yep, we're for you too. We're for getting stuck behind a tractor on a two-lane highway. And if you're a Missouri driver, we have an auto policy for you. I'm Dave Swearingen, your Missouri Farm Bureau Insurance Agent. And if you're in Carroll County, I've got you covered. At our bank, quality isn't measured in words, but actions. We've been creating a safe, secure, and strong bank for our customers from one customer to another, generation after generation. Because your financial future and that of your family is never taken lightly. Errol County Trust Company. 100 years strong since 1919. Member FDIC. 
there are more and more people working from home and students participating in virtual learning. So having a fast, reliable internet service has become a necessity. Green Hills Communications is a local company with highly trained technicians. If you're looking for a reliable internet service, then give Green Hills Communications a call at 660-644-5411. You're listening to the Fifth Quarter Show, Mid-Missouri's best post-game show, right here on Curly Country, 103.9 KRLI. West Central Conference tonight, Cole Camp tops Tipton 46-7. It was Lincoln 52-34 winners over Slater. Windsor remains unbeaten. They beat Wellington Napoleon 48-13. Adrian slips by Crestridge 21-14. And Midway shuts out Lone Jack 45-0. Two divisions there in the one division, East Division. Windsor leads the way at 2-0. Cole Camp wins their first conference game. They're 1-0. Lincoln is 2-1 right now. In the other division, it's uh, Midway. They are 2-0 right now. Wellington, Adrian is 1-0. Wellington Napoleon falls to 2-1. In the Central Missouri tonight, Columbia Battle beats Smith Cotton 56-6. Elias 31-0 over Capital City. Jeff City pounds Hickman 66-31 and was Liberty in non-conference play, beating Rockbridge 59-30. Elias leads the pack there at 3-0. Rockbridge and Jeff City both three and one in that conference in the central missouri well tonight the fayette falcons they move their record to five and one on the year they build a 38 to eight halftime lead they beat paris on the road 60 to 30. a few minutes ago chick talked it over with fayette falcon head coach mike thompson i'm joined on the curly fifth quarter show with coach mike thomas of fayette coach took on paris tonight put up a lot of points 60 to 30. yeah we got off to a good start early and kind of just kept rolling Coach, you kind of rebound after that loss to Marceline. Um, how was the attitude this week, the, you know, in practice? Well, you know, that was two weeks ago uh, that we played Marceline and got beat over at their place. And, uh, you know, we, they, they're a good football team, and we were having some issues. And, you know, it's a bad combination when you go play those guys. But uh, I thought last week was a little more normal for us when we played Westrand. Uh, as far as our preparation, the guys able to be there, kind of their mental state is starting to kind of get back to normal even though we certainly weren't there yet uh, but this week i think uh, our mental state was quite a bit better uh my you know kind of more normal for us i think and so coming into this game the the preparation i thought was pretty good we had a really good practice on tuesday the guys were very focused and uh, looking at paris and not looking beyond that uh, wednesday could have been better but we kind of gathered things in on thursday and, and had another good practice thursday and then you know, it came out. I thought we could have played better in places, but uh, we certainly took care of business where we needed to. I apologize, Coach. These weeks start running together. Last week I was at Knob Noster, so it kind of threw me off. But I got to see in week one against Carrollton. Very fine ball team, very disciplined ball team. You've got a, a lot of good athletes, a lot of guys that are in shape, hit the weight room, you know, a, a good program you got going down there in Fayette. And you got a tough one next week against Harrisburg. Yeah, we do. And, you know, we were just kind of, from the time you saw us, uh, obviously Chase went out the, at the first quarter against Carrollton. Uh, he missed some games. He's just now getting coming back. Uh, tonight he caught five balls for uh, 68 yards and touchdown. Uh, and the Collins kid who was playing in his place uh, really has come on. And, you know, this is his first year playing football, and he's got great ball skills. And so we just said, you know, we got to get them both on the field. So now they're both playing on, on the offensive side. And that really gives us another threat to go uh, with Ben, who's you know, Ben run the ball for 300 yards and thrown for, for nearly, I mean, I think about 900 now. So, you know, he's also a threat. And then, of course, we got Garen Brown back in the backfield, who is a huge threat uh, to 
night he had 13 carries for 340 yards and five touchdowns. So, uh, you know, there's, we just got a lot of guys on the field that uh, if you take one away, there's somebody else that's going to be able there to, to step up, make a play, and make you pay for it. Oh, for sure. And you got so much team speed. You know, we talked about down there after that ball game in week one about Collins, you know, not being what hadn't been playing, and here he is playing now. And, and like I said, you've got so many weapons and so much speed. You're going to give teams fits, you know, down the road here, and it's going to start with a very good Harrisburg team, I think, that's undefeated in your conference. Isn't that right, Coach? Yeah, they're 6-0 and coming in. I know they are uh, they're on the state ranks, and you know, they've had a great season up to this point. And I know they got another big win tonight. And they are very close. You know, they're right there in the backyard. We see these guys all the time. There's a, a quite a uh, big rivalry between the two schools, and it's you know, it's a big game for both schools. You know, it's one of those games you look still forward to playing in. And you know, we talked to the guys about that. You know, you you play this game. If you do well, you get to play in big games, and you're excited about it. And I think this is something that we're going to be excited about. I know Harrisburg's going to be excited about it as well. Uh, and it really kind of uh, it's going to set up a trajectory. You know, they control their own destiny. Marshall Lane controls their own destiny as far as the conference schedule goes. Uh, we don't. But, uh, you know, that's we are an obstacle they have to get through, and they uh, certainly aren't going to overlook that. I know they're going to be uh, very spirited as, as far as trying to get through us. And I, I'm looking forward to the game. I think it's going to be a great football game. It's our homecoming, so there will be a, a great crowd. I, I expect Harrisburg to travel very well. It should be a great atmosphere for high school football. Oh, I agree with you 100%, Coach. Like you said, homecoming week, a great team coming in. You guys are hitting on them cylinders now. Give us a call next week on the fifth quarter show, and we'll be uh, looking forward to hearing from you, Coach. All right. I sure will look forward to talking to you. Okay, that's Mike Thompson of Fayette. Falcons moved their record to 5-1 and one with that win. They only had one conference loss right in the hunt there with Marceline and Harrisburg. They play Harrisburg next week. Eight-man games tonight. Northwest of Hughesville beat Concordia 68-14. It was North Shelby remaining unbeaten. They beat Keatsville, Brunswick, Northwestern Amending Co-op team 90-22. Norburn Harden Central all over Northland Christian 86-48. Worth County gets by Oric 56-8. St. Paul shuts out Santa Fe 54-0 in South Nottaway. Beats Southwest Livingston 62-8. North Shelby the only undefeated eight-man team that we cover right now. They're 6-0. St. Paul 5-1. Warwick 4-1, Santa Fe and Northwest, both 3-3 three three right now. Uh, kind of some of the leading teams right now in the in the eight-man circuit. Well, tonight the uh, Lathrop Mules, they played well, played a good West Platte team, 7-7 seven, seven at halftime. West Platte scores a touchdown in the second half to win it 14-7. And a few minutes ago, Travis talked it over with Lathrop head coach John Unrine. Join us now on the Carolina Fifth Quarter Show is Lathrop Mules coach John Unrine. Uh, the Mules tonight had a KCI conference game against rival West Platte. Uh, West Platte comes out with a tough 14-7 victory. Coach, sounded like a defensive battle tonight. Talk about the game a little bit. Absolutely. Uh, we went in a halftime tied 7-7. Uh, we were able to get a, a score right before halftime. Um, we were able to run play action pass and waggle out of it. Um, Mason Adwell, uh, senior quarterback, found um, Matthew Miller, our junior wide receiver, in the end zone. Um, he was able to catch the ball and get his feet inbounds, and we were able to go into halftime 7-7. Seven to seven. Um, West Platt scored late in the fourth quarter to go up 14-7, to seven. and uh, we had some opportunities in the uh, second half. 
Um, we had a screen pass that came close to getting in the end zone and was called back for a holding penalty. Um, so it was very much a back-and-forth matchup all night long against two evenly matched teams, um, regardless of the record, in my opinion. And, and uh, we came out on the wrong end. Yeah, obviously, you guys, you guys play a very tough schedule. You're a bit larger school. Uh, than West Platte, so obviously a little more battle tested. So I'm, I'm guessing if, if if you ran ran a waggle for a touchdown, you guys are a wing T team. Uh, we run the spread offense, so same same action as what you would see sometimes in the wing T, except we do it out of the spread. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, De- defensively, you know, you guys obviously played a great game tonight. Uh, who are some of the standouts for the Mules defensively? Um, That's a great question. I would start with special teams. We were able to block a punt tonight that gave us some momentum for a while. Um, Junior defensive end Jared Wright was able to get that done for us and helped get us a momentum swing that we could not capitalize on. Um, I thought really our front seven tonight did a good job of trying to neutralize or slow down West Platte's rushing attack. Um, West Platte likes to run a lot between B-gap and C-gap with their off-tackle game that they're very good at. Um, we tried to take that away when they did. Um, they came back and their answer was A-gap trap to their running back number 24, um, and they were able to have success with that when they needed a go-to play. So um, we tried playing chess with them, and we were able to match them for three and a half quarters, but in the end, in the fourth quarter, they pulled away with the 14-7 victory. Well, and obviously you have to be proud of your kids. You know, if, if, if your game plans to take away, you know, the, the – opponent's right hand to at least make them beat you with something else so uh sounds like you know the kids carried out the game plan well hey you've got a big rivalry game next week against lawson uh looks to be maybe two pretty evenly matched teams again uh this year i know there's been some battles uh the last decade between these two schools talk about you know your, your prep next week and talk about lawson a little bit absolutely lawson won their second um game in a row tonight and uh, they have to be uh, developing confidence right now, and I think their last two weeks show it and prove it. And uh, we're going to accept the challenge and be ready to face them. Um, that's not that far of a drive away from us. Geographically, they're close to us, and you're right. There's rivalry and history there of two proud programs. And uh, the best place to be is when expectations are high. And although we're 0-6, we uh, we want to approach this week like the mindset of we're 0-0 and moving to 1-0 with uh, executing on offense and defense and special teams and coming out with a victory next week, hopefully, because we do that in all three phases of the game. All right, Coach, give us a call next week. Really appreciate your, you calling in uh, every week to the fifth quarter show. Okay, that's that's Coach John Unrine of Lathrop. Is Lathrop Falls tonight. Good ball game. They fall to West Platte 14-7. Well, tonight the Northwest Mustangs, the Stangs put 68 points on the board. They beat Concordia tonight in Concordia 68-14. A few minutes ago, Drew had a chance to talk it over with Northwest Mustang head coach Caleb Crooker. And the fifth quarter show, we're joined by Northwest Hughesville coach Caleb Crooker. And coach... You play Concordia tonight, you get a win, 68-14. to 14. That Concordia Oriole offense is a team that scored, I think, 90 points last week or the week before. So to hold them to 14, your defense must have really showed up tonight. Yeah, we had some kids step up and play hard and uh, had the ball fall our way a few times, and it was a good win for our kids. Um, defensively, we had Caden Kirker at 15 tackles and a fun recovery. Pearson Tishner had seven tackles. Uh, Jason Bott had a heck of a game. He had six tackles. Fumble recovery and an interception return for a touchdown. And then freshman Grant Goodwin had three tackles and an interception. So 
we had a, a you know big game there on defense, and then offensively, our kids played very well as well. And you hung 68 points on the board. I know you said the defense helped out with that some. You're up 52 to six at the half. What was working good offensively through the air on the ground? Was a bounce? Well, it was a combination of both. Yeah, it was pretty balanced, really. Uh, Ian Smith had his best game ever. I mean, he had 10 carries for 145 yards and two touchdowns. A monster game for him. It was nice for him to break out and have that kind of game. Uh, Tanner Damo, who's always been good with his legs, had nine carries for 107 yards and two touchdowns. And then uh, through the air, Tanner also was not a 12 for 206 yards and five touchdowns. Um, he was connecting with Nick Crosswhite, who had four catches for 74 yards and three touchdowns. And he also hooked up with Pearson Tishner for three catches for 67 yards and two touchdowns. So, you know, it was a, a good game, both on the ground and through the air for us tonight. Well, it doesn't seem like it's possible, but conference play is starting to wind down. District's just around the corner, so this is a perfect time for your ball club to, to start taking another step forward on top of a good season and playing your best football. Absolutely. It was, you know, we had a good week of practice, and our, our kids, you know, came in after a tough loss versus a very talented Oric team and uh, got back to work and uh, was able to come through and, and put everything together and, and get a nice win tonight. So it was a lot of fun. I'm proud of the boys. And next week you play Santa Fe. I know Danny Capps had his ball club start off red hot. They had several big wins. They scored a lot of points offensively. The last few weeks they've kind of ran into a tough schedule, but they're a solid ball club, and it should be a good test for you guys. Oh, absolutely. Cast does a great job with his boys, and they're physical and big and strong. And, yeah, uh, we're going to have to you know, have a good game plan, have a good week of practice, and, and uh, try to prepare for them because they're going to come hungry and ready to play. That's Caleb Crooker, Northwest. They win tonight. They get a nice victory. That moves their record to 3-3 three and three on the year. Let's take a timeout back with more right after this. Thinking Power Sports, think GNS Power Sports in Marshall. Find the best selection in riding equipment, rugged ATVs and side-by-sides, street bikes, dirt bikes, and scooters. Financing is available, so head on in and ride out or trade up today. Your next great adventure is just around the corner at GNS Power Sports in Marshall. Do you have plans this weekend? How about spending a little time working on some of those touch-up jobs around the house? With Best Look Paint by Do It Best, you can expect the highest quality, durability, and beauty. Best Look Paint is easy to apply and easy to clean up, and you'll love the results. While you're there, stop by the paint department. One of their friendly associates will help you find the Best Look Paint and anything else you might need to get those touch-up jobs accomplished. Dursler Lumber, Richmond and Concordia. Hi, Kathy Fisher here with Concordia Bank. We want to be your small business partner. We offer financing solutions for all types of small businesses and farmers, including commercial, ag real estate loans, equipment loans, and operating lines of credit. Ask us about our small business checking account and cash management services. Visit our locations in Odessa, Concordia, and Lori, or visit us online at concordia-bank.com. Member FDIC. When looking for insurance coverage, isn't it important to have an agent you know and trust to be there when you need them? Local families have depended on Grinnell Mutual and the Kane Insurance Agency for quality insurance protection and friendly personal service for decades. We are proud to count many of our customers as friends and neighbors. Call David Kane at the Kane Insurance Agency for a free quote. Let's get back to some high school sports on the fifth quarter show right here in Curly Country. 103.9 KRLI. Here's your hosts, Joe All. Well, the Norburn Hard Central Aggies have won two of their last three games, sandwiched around that overtime loss to Bramer last week. Well, tonight, the Aggies at home knock off Northland Christian 86 to 48. And a few minutes ago, Chick Miller talked it over with Norburn Hard Central head coach Andrew Watson. 
I'm joined by Norburn Harden Central head coach Andrew Watson. Coach took on Northern Christian, came out big tonight, 86 to 48 for homecoming. Must have been a heck of a ball game, coach. Yeah, the boys played really well tonight. Really proud of them. You know, anytime you have homecoming, you worry about that end of the week game. And there's so much stuff going on, but it looked like your boys didn't let that affect them tonight. No, they came in. Uh, you know, I think every head coach has a love-hate relationship with homecoming and the distractions. But, you know, they did a good job focusing up. And, you know, we worked hard at practice this week and got the job done. Proud of them. Well, you get your second win on the season, Coach. Tell me about some of those players that stood out tonight on the offensive side. Well, first, obviously, I got I got a shout-out my offensive line. You know, they did a great job getting a push tonight. Um, all five of them up front did a great job. Uh, Braden Chick, uh, he rushed for 271 yards and five touchdowns tonight. Um, our other back, he had uh, Kelton Gordon. He had 179 and two on the ground. Uh, you know, we had a few other backs with some big, pretty good carries. You know, uh, led us to about 500. We had 543 yards and nine touchdowns on the ground tonight. So definitely did a great job rushing the ball and. Defensively, you know, they got they got some kids that are real good skill kids that are fast and quick, and our, our kids took the challenge and did a great job playing them and doing the best they can to shut them down. Well, back on the offensive side, you rushed for 500 yards, Coach. You're talking about some good offensive line play. Why don't you mention some of them big guys up front? Oh, yeah. we You know, uh, our big strong guard, Braden Cook, uh, you know, and then our quick guard, J.W. Doyle, our center, Xavier Toller, he did a good job tonight, and then our two tight ends, uh, Peyton Meyer and Keaton Lair, you know, we got some big bodies up there, and uh, they did a great job getting a push tonight. And my, my wing backs, you know, my running back or my full backs, they did a great job blocking too. Had some big blocks from them that sprung us on some big runs. Well, Coach, you got a pretty tough contest next week. You're at Oric. Oric lost, of course, to top team in the state of, of Worth County tonight. A um, lot to expect uh, what Oric can do and run the ball as well. So your defense is going to be busy trying to shut them guys down, aren't they? Oh yeah, you know, you know, Blake Buchanan, that running back, you know, he's been wreaking havoc this year, and he's a good ball player. So, you know, we got to get to work and game plan to try to do our best and keep him out of the end zone. And, and I, I also forgot to mention on offensively tonight, I got to give a shout out to uh, the big number thirty-four, Keaton Lair. Uh, he had a huge uh, kickoff return uh, for a touchdown tonight. And, He's about 245 pounds playing tight end, and he, he hopped it. It was pretty impressive. I think that's got to be the biggest kid I've ever seen return a punt for a touchdown. <laughs> and I know that young man, Coach, and I bet him, the whole family was over there cheering like crazy. I bet he was so excited. Good for him, you know. He works hard, you know, with that size and stuff and, and does a great job blocking and playing the game. And you get an opportunity to score a touchdown, you know, you celebrate it. Oh, yeah. You know, like I said, I've never seen a kid about – he's got to be about 250, 260 pounds, and – he took it 60 yards of the house, so that was pretty awesome to see. Well, good for him, Coach. Well, give us a call next week when you play Oric. Give us some updates on that game, some totals, and, and some players that did well. Like you said, tonight you won tonight over Northern Christian, 86-48. to 48. Coach, we appreciate you calling the fifth quarter show. Awesome. Thank you, sir. Have a good night. All right, that's Coach Andrew Watson of Norbert Harden Central. First-year coach doing a good job over there. They get that nice win tonight over Northland. Christian, well, how about the loss in Cardinals? The Cards have won two games in a row tonight. They go on the road. They beat North Platte 50-6. to And a few minutes ago, Travis talked it over with uh, Lawson head coach Caleb Crawford. Joining us now the fifth quarter show is Coach Caleb Crawford of the Lawson Cardinals. First-year head man at Lawson. Uh, 
Lawson played North Platte tonight in a KCI game. Lawson comes out with a big 50-6 to win, led 28-6 to at halftime. Coach Crawford, congratulations. You know, you guys put up uh, six or seven touchdowns tonight. Talk a little bit about what worked offensively for the Cardinals. Well, we, we were able to score uh, rushing and passing tonight. Hit some stuff over the top. We ran the ball well, uh, over 200 yards rushing. But, um, you know, really it was a three-phase game. We scored on defense, had a pick six. Um, we got a fumble recovery on a punt. Um, that we took back to the house, so we blocked another punt. Um, it, it was really a three-phase game tonight for us, and, and that's something that you know we just hang our hat on. Uh, we preach, win on specials, uh, can be a difference maker in a lot of games, and, and uh, it's, it's something we got to do. Uh, but offensively, we, we did a lot of good things tonight. We were able to get the ball on the edge. Cooper Slaminski had 90 yards rushing, um, one of our backs, and, and another. 40 yards receiving and a touchdown receiving, so in rushing. So, yeah, it was it was a good game tonight. We we were able to hit on a lot of stuff and and uh, kind of move the ball inside and outside. And when you're when you're balanced offensively, not only with with the pass, but you know also threatening the edge and uh, horizontally, you know, stretching the field, it opens up a lot of things for you uh, offensively. Well, and that's what we want to do. I mean, we. We love trap. We love. I mean, we're a wing tee team. You know, I mean, we run. We run belly trap and sweep like crazy. But you can't do that when they put ten guys in the box. And so you have to be able to do other things. And, and if you can't do those, then, then it's going to be hard sledding. And so we were very fortunate uh, uh, tonight to be able to get the ball out of the edge a little bit, get the ball uh, vertical a little bit, and that that obviously opens up the, the middle, like you're saying. Hey, you guys. I believe Coach Unrein said this. I think this is your second win in a row. Uh, so obviously gaining some confidence. You guys are two and four on the year. Um, have a short, short. Uh, Lathrop has a short trip next week to Lawson. Uh, the, the, these two schools, the last you know five half five six years, have had some really good games um, it, with with some very good teams as well. Talk about Lathrop next week. They haven't won a game yet this year, but I doubt that your kids are going to be looking at that record. No, not at all. And we, and we understand that, you know, we're we're still climbing. And, I, you know, we had one win going in this week. We got two coming out of it. Uh, means nothing. Uh, we can't look past anything that we've done. Lathrop is a very good, very good football team. They've got a lot of talent. Um, the running back is very good. The quarterback is very good. And it hurts you really quick. And you have to be completely disciplined uh, to what they're doing. Uh, if you're not, they're, they're going to hurt you. Uh, and then defensively, they fly around to the ball. They're a well-coached team. And uh, they've got good players. And, no, they haven't come out on the winning side of things, but they've been in a lot of ball games. And, uh, you know, sometimes it just happens that way. But they're definitely not uh, uh, your typical team that you look at and say they haven't won a game. They are a good football team, and our boys have to play their best game of the year uh, to have a chance at the end. And Let's take a real quick break. We'll come back something must have happened at the end of that interview. We'll see if we can get that back again back in just a minute. What don't you want when car or truck shopping? Stress? Overbearing salespeople? Struggling with financing? Haggling over the price? Heard enough? There's none of that at Banner Colson Chevrolet because, truthfully, they don't like it either. Family-owned and operated, doing the best to make your car shopping an easy experience. Banner Colson Chevrolet, Highway 13, Higginsville. The Bank of Odessa is community committed. Their goal is for every person who enters the bank to be better off financially for having made the choice to bank with them. For personal or business banking, savings and loans, a personal banker will find the financial solution to fit your lifestyle. Bank of Odessa, Lafayette County's leading bank. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. The best country music lives here on 103.9. Oh, exactly where it is. KRLI Multibus. 
defend Curly Country. Curly Country. Ray Carroll Insurance is part of your local cooperative. Ray Carroll Insurance agents David Mazden, Lacey Warren, Ryan Minnick, Brennan McCollum, and Zach Tolson have a commitment to personalized service to help you choose the best protection for crop insurance, auto, home, or farm. Schedule a consultation today with Ray Carroll Insurance. Highlights and coaches' interviews. You get the inside scoop on Mid-Missouri's high school football right here on the Curly Country 5th Quarter Show. Okay, we sorry to cut that interview off with Caleb Crawford. Jim, maybe go back and try to pick that up again if we can. We'll try to play that interview so we get you get the full boat in there. So here's Travis talking with Caleb Crawford. Join us now on the 5th Quarter Show is Coach Caleb Crawford of the Lawson Cardinals, first-year head man at Lawson. Uh, Lawson played North Platte tonight in a KCI game. Lawson comes out with a big 50 to 6 win, led 28 to 6 at halftime. Coach Crawford, congratulations! You know you guys put up uh, six or seven touchdowns tonight. Talk a little bit about what worked offensively for the Cardinals. Well, we we were able to score uh, rushing and passing tonight. Hit, hit some stuff over the top. We ran the ball well, uh, over 200 yards rushing. But um, you know, really, it was a three phase game. We scored on defense, had a pick six. Um, we got a fumble recovery on a punt um, that we took back to the house. So we blocked another punt. Uh, it, it was really a three-phase game tonight for us, and, and that's something that you know we just hang our hat on. Uh, we preach win on specials uh, can be a difference maker in a lot of games, and, and uh, it's something we got to do. Uh, but offensively, we, we did a lot of good things tonight. We were able to get the ball on the edge. Cooper Slaminski had 90 yards rushing, um, one of our backs, and, and another. 40 yards receiving and a touchdown receiving, so in rushing. So, yeah, it was it was a good game tonight. We we were able to hit on a lot of stuff and and uh, kind of move the ball inside and outside. And when you're when you're balanced offensively, not only with with the pass, but you know also threatening the edge and uh, horizontally, you know, stretching the field, it opens up a lot of things for you uh, offensively. Well, and that's what we want to do. I mean, we. We love trap. We love. I mean, we're a wing tee team. You know, I mean, we run. We run belly trap and sweep like crazy. But you can't do that when they put ten guys in the box. And so you have to be able to do other things. And, and if you can't do those, then, then it's going to be hard sledding. And so we were very fortunate uh, uh, tonight to be able to get the ball out of the edge a little bit, get the ball uh, vertical a little bit, and that that obviously opens up the, the middle, like you're saying. Hey, you guys. I believe Coach Unrein said this. I think this is your second win in a row. Uh, so obviously gaining some confidence. You guys are two and four on the year. Um, have a short, short. Uh, Lathrop has a short trip next week to Lawson. Uh, the, the, these two schools, the last you know five half five six years, have had some really good games um, it, with with some very good teams as well. Talk about Lathrop next week. They haven't won a game yet this year, but I doubt that your kids are going to be looking at that record. No, not at all. And we, and we understand that, you know, we're we're still climbing. And, I, you know, we had one win going in this week. We got two coming out of it. Uh, means nothing. Uh, we can't look past anything that we've done. Lathrop is a very good, very good football team. They've got a lot of talent. Um, the running back is very good. The quarterback is very good. And it hurts you really quick. And you have to be completely disciplined uh, to what they're doing. Uh, if you're not, they're, they're going to hurt you. Uh, and then defensively, they fly around to the ball. They're a well-coached team. And uh, they've got good players. And, no, they haven't come out on the winning side of things, but they've been a lot of ball games. And, uh, you know, sometimes it just happens that way. But they're definitely not uh, uh, your typical team that you look at and say they haven't won a game. They are a good football team, and our boys have to play their best game of the year uh, to have a chance at the end. And that's 
That's Caleb Crawford, head coach of the Lawson Cardinals. The Cardinals Fulton, or they win tonight. Cardinals win their second game in a row as they uh, knock off North Platte. Of course, Lawson beat Plattsburgh last week, and then they bounce back tonight. They get a nice win on the road. <clears throat> they go in and they knock off North Platte 50-6. to Lawson with that win. They're 2-2 two and two in conference play, so still in the still in the hunt. East Buchanan and Mid Buchanan both lead the conference with 4-0 records. Well, how about the Macon Tigers? The Tigers, a big win tonight at home. They beat South Shelby 42-26, to and a few minutes ago, Drew talked it over with Macon head coach Joey Peterson. Now in the fifth quarter show, we've got Macon interim head coach Joey Peterson, and coach since taking over a few weeks ago, you Last week, I think you played Brookfield in a tight ball game. This week, you played South Shelby. You get a big win, 42-26. to 26. Looks like the offense must have been playing very well all night. Well, they were, they were clicking. Yeah, they had a good night. Uh, kept us in the ball game. My, my defense tried to slack off in the second half and uh, let it get interesting. But, but we held on for the win. And who were some of the kids that played well defensive, or offensively? Uh, offensively, Mike Lanier was our leading rusher, had 162 yards and touchdowns. Uh, Trevin Shrum ran the ball well, had 87 yards and, and two TDs. And then also uh, Maurice Magruder carried the rock for us, had uh, 62 yards and another touchdown. Well, you mentioned that the defense struggled in the second half. They played pretty well in the first half? Uh, yeah, we held them uh, scoreless in the first half. And then I think we just let the, let the foot off the gas a little bit, tried to play a little too uh, too loose and, and gave up a few few big scores. And who led the way on the defensive side of the football in that first half that was successful? I know uh, Trevin Schrum at linebacker. It was good to have him back. He's been out the last couple weeks. So our D-line played pretty well. Um, let's see. Preston Stewart uh, holds down the back end of our defense pretty well. All right, well, next week you got a big matchup, Monroe City, and they fell to Brookfield tonight in a tight ball game. So what do you expect to see from them? I expect to see the ball ran quite a bit. Uh, that's that's their bread and butter, but they've got some athletes to boot, so we can't fall asleep and let them get behind us. Uh, they're they're pretty balanced attack offensively and a stingy defense. It'll be it'll be a tough matchup. Well, when a team like them loses a football game, you never really know how they're going to react when they don't lose that often. They can either come back, set the world on fire in the following week, or kind of struggle out of the gates. And so, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how they come out and respond to that loss. And it should be a chance for you guys to battle for another win. Yeah, regardless, we'll, uh, we're going to prepare for a, for a classic CCC ball game, uh, smash mouth football, a lot, of, a lot of good football in this conference. It, it's fun to coach you, and I know that. I know you and your staff are going to get back to work tonight and tomorrow to get ready for next week. What are some things you want to address in practice and clean up to get ready for that Monroe City game? Uh, you know, we had some breakdowns on defense, just, uh, just mental errors. Uh, had a few, a few penalties uh, that we've got to get cleaned up. Uh, always things to work on. Okay, that's Joey Peterson, head coach of Macon. Again, the Tigers get a nice win tonight. They win it 42-26. to Hey, real quickly, a Salvi watch. Uh, Salvi trying to break the Royals' single-season home run record. Tonight, the Royals pound out 15 hits, 11 runs. Everybody in the lineup had a hit except Salvi. So, Salvi's got two more games. He's got 48 home runs, two more games to break Orge Soler's record, but didn't quite get it done tonight. Let's hope for tomorrow night. Well, tonight, the Windsor Greyhounds, they move their record to a perfect 6-0. and uh, They're in conference play. They beat Wellington Napoleon 48-13 in a few minutes. 
minutes ago. We had a chance to talk it over with Windsor's head coach, Jake Vinsel. Join us now on the fifth quarter show is Coach Jake Vinsel of the Windsor Greyhounds. Windsor uh, took on Wellington Napoleon tonight. Windsor remains undefeated. Pretty hard-fought game. The final score maybe doesn't indicate, uh, you know, kind of the competitiveness of the game. Windsor comes on top, out on top 48-13. Uh, to 13. Coach, you said it was wet tonight. Talk, you know, just talk about the game a little bit. You must have some mutters. Yeah, yeah, we uh, we definitely. It was a great overall team performance. Uh, it was definitely a battle. Uh, Wellington came in here and uh, battled us for four quarters. Uh, close game in the first half. Uh, they really did some uh, good things. Had a good game plan and executed that. So hats off to them. Uh, you know, they made it tough on us. Um, we scored first and didn't get our two-point conversion, and then we ended up throwing a, a pick six, and uh, so they tied it at 6-6, six, six, and uh, we were able to make some plays there in the second quarter, put some more points on the board, got a safety there late in the second quarter, extend that lead. So it was a real battle there in the first half, and then our guys just did a great job. You know, we made some adjustments, came out there in the second half and made some real big plays to extend that lead and then did a great job of finishing the game. What was Wellington doing in the first half maybe to, to, to limit limit you offensively? Obviously, you talked about the turnover and then um, the, some adjustments you had to make. So so what were they doing early on to, to make things hard on you? Well, you know, they just did a great job of uh, scheming up and putting some guys in the box, you know, making us do some different things. Uh, and, and then our guys just responded to that, you know, made some real good adjustments there. Um, you know, it, everybody's dealing with us this year, so I'm not going to make an excuse. Uh, you know, we were down four starters tonight. Uh, we had three that were on quarantine, and we had one that had an injury. So, you know, we had some guys that needed to step up into new roles, and they did a great job with that. Uh, and I couldn't be more proud of the guys. You know, it's a next man up mentality, and uh, those guys did a great job uh, for us tonight. And coach, you know, you you have a fairly experienced team, so uh, obviously with your run last year, they have some um, experience in overcoming adversity. But you know, a game like tonight, you get to develop some depth a little bit, uh, plugging some other guys in uh, to 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 fill in for those starters. Yeah, you know, I think that's something that progresses throughout the season. Uh, you know, as it's coming together, you start to try to develop that depth. And whenever you can have that, that's great, especially at the Class 1 level where you have a lot of guys that are playing both ways. And if you have depth, you know, we're, we're starting to establish that on the defensive line where we can rotate guys in and keep them fresh. Uh, you know, and then tonight with, uh, the, you know, some of the guys that are out, we were able to establish that on the offensive line. And so that's, that's great whenever you can establish depth. It's only going to make us better going forward uh, throughout the home stretch of the season. Uh, you know, we had some guys that absolutely stepped up tonight and made some huge plays for us. Uh, you know, we talk about Dalton Witherspoon. Uh, you know, he is a one heck of a football player. Uh, tonight, he had 11 carries for 99 yards and three TDs. He also had five receptions for 121 yards and two TDs. Uh, there, late in the second half, we made a huge goal line stand, uh, and he picked up a fumble. And, uh, he recovered a fumble and ran it back to 93 yards for a touchdown, and that was kind of the cap to the ball game. Uh, his brother, Dylan Witherspoon, uh, had three carries for 36 yards and a score. Uh, he also went 5-10 through 10 through the air for 128 yards and two CDs, which was huge for us. 
Uh, and then, like I said, I want to give a shout-out to the offensive line. We had guys stepping in uh, to new roles tonight, and I was just so proud of how they handled that and how our team handled the adversity. There was a lot going on this week, and they just stepped up, uh, you know, and focused on the process, worked hard in practice, and guys were ready to play. Uh, Coleman Fowler, uh, Dusty Johnson, Logan Terry, Josh Walhurt, and Marshall Mankini on the offensive line. Uh, you know, just a big shout-out to those guys for uh, doing a great job up there executing our schemes. Hey, Coach, real quick, you guys have Cole Camp next week, old K-Singer rival. Coach Shear has a very good team. Uh, next week, talk just real briefly about the Bluebirds. Well, it's going to be a great game. Uh, first of all, any time that Windsor and Cole Camp play, it's going to be a great hard-hitting football game. It's going to be real physical. Uh, both schools know each other. Uh, really well uh, you know again communities are close to each other it's always a tough place to go play at uh, we know that Cole Camp is going to be extremely excited uh, about hosting a state-ranked Windsor Greyhound team so we have to have a great week of practice we got to be prepared uh, to go in and match that intensity for four quarters and uh, you know and it'll be exciting okay that's coach uh, Jake Vinsel, head coach the Windsor Greyhounds the Hounds Win tonight. They beat Wellington Napoleon 48 to 13. Now let's get uh, the other side of the story from uh, Wellington Napoleon head coach Andy Hampton. Got Andy Hampton from Wellington Napoleon on the line. And coach, you matched up with Windsor defending state champions in Class One. In the first half, it looks like you give them one of the more competitive halves they've probably seen in the last year or so. 22 to six at the half. So things must have went pretty well for the Tigers in that first half. Yes, uh, I was really proud of our kids. Uh, came out uh, great energy. Um, really, were playing hard early on. Um, we had some. Uh, we got a good stop uh, early, uh, and had a good drive going. We got down uh, inside the uh, five to try to answer uh, a touchdown that we'd given up early uh, in the first quarter, and uh, we had a fourth down. We called a little screen pass, and it was kind of raining and stuff, and our ball kind of came out funky. Of a quarterback's hands went off our receiver's hands, and they intercepted it. Uh, but about two plays later, Trotter Hughes came up with a, a pick six for us to tie the game. And uh, we were right back in it. And then our kids uh, just kind of battled, you know, the rest of the first half. Uh, we had too many turnovers tonight that really uh, happened at key times. We had some key penalties uh, that happened that kind of just killed some momentum as well. And so, uh, you know, uh, we went into the third quarter and uh, things kind of got away from us in the third quarter. Uh, but our kids finished strong in the fourth, so I was I was really proud of our kids' effort tonight. When everybody knows how good Windsor is in the run they're on, it'd be pretty easy for a 15 to 18 year old high school kid coming to this ball game just to think, oh, we have no chance and not not competing. But it sounds like your kids came in with a good mindset and really did compete and play hard. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, we talked about that all week long about you know they're they're the defending state champs, and uh, there's probably a good reason for that, and so. Uh, you know, not to fear that at all, but just, uh, you know, respect it, and uh, but don't fear anybody. And so I thought our kids really were well prepared. They were mentally prepared uh, to come out, and um, they did, They like I said, they competed their butts off tonight. It sounds like several positives to take away from this ball game and to build on for next week in practice. You play Cass Midway at home next week. What do you know about them? I uh, don't know a whole lot about them. Uh, I just know traditionally uh, they've always had a great program uh, down there, and uh, I'm not expecting anything different from them having some tough kids. Um, you know, they always put together a pretty good year. It seems like year in, year out. And so um, we'll definitely have our hands full with that. And so uh, we hope we can uh, 
get healthy this weekend and uh, put together a good week next week uh, for Midway. I know you guys are going to work hard all week and practice and be ready to go. You'll be back at home, as I said, at Wellington. And it's always exciting to play over there. I know it's a great atmosphere. It's a community. Always great supporters of all the Tigers athletics. Yes, yeah, we've we've always had a great uh, uh, tradition here of football, and, uh, you know, that hasn't changed. And so, uh, like I said, we're hoping to get uh, now that this heat's over, hopefully, and feels a little bit more like fall in October, you know, uh, football season. So uh, we'll be back at home this Friday night and hopefully be able to put together a great game for uh, game plan for our kids and for our community and come out with a victory, hopefully. Okay, well, one of the top games in the area tonight, the Lafayette, Irish out of St. Joe. They come to Chillicothe. It was an NC. It was a Midland Empire Conference game, and game was tied 28-28 at halftime. The high-powered offense of Lafayette comes out on top, but Chile stayed right with them, 35 to 34. Great ball game. And a few minutes ago, Travis had a chance to talk it over with Chillicothe Hornet head coach Chad Smith. Joining us now on the Carolina Fifth Quarter Show is Chillicothe Hornets head coach Chad Smith. Uh, Chillicothe was at home tonight against St. Joe Lafayette, a talented St. Joe Lafayette team, very, very big conference matchup. Final score, Lafayette 35, Chillicothe 34 coach. Got to be, you know, just a gut punch for your kids. 28-28 uh, half, and then it looks like it turned into a defensive battle. Talk about the first half a little bit, and then kind of talk about how the game finished up. Uh, we came out uh, really well. Um, we got, uh, I think, 21 points in the in the first First quarter, and we're moving the ball well, and and uh, you know they got uh, our defense was doing an excellent job, and they scored on one really long uh, pass play, um, and that kind of changed momentum a little bit. And uh, we had a uh, we had a fumble right before half um, that I clearly thought was way out of bounds, but they gave it to gave it to them, and they ended up getting one in before before half. And then uh, we uh, we fumbled on the opening kickoff coming back as our ball. And, you know, we were able to move the ball. So missing a possession there really hurt us, um, you know, going forward. And uh, But our defense really did a much better job second half of uh, keeping things in check and, and tackling the space and covering. Yeah, and against a team like Lafayette, that's what you have to do, tackling space. They uh, traditionally have a lot of very good athletes all over the field. So ended up being a one-point game. Did you guys have a chance at a two-point conversion in the second half, or kind of how, how did that play out? Yeah, yeah, we scored, and it was like 216 left, and we were down by one and uh, um, decided to go for two. And, um, you know, the opening was there. I probably would have picked a different play. We tried to spread them out a little bit and, and run um, but I probably should have stayed with what we were, were doing with the, the lead uh, blocking going through from our backfield and uh, that's something that I probably would have done different or you know, maybe ran a sweep or, or something along those lines but the, the fact to go for two I'm glad I didn't didn't change you know um, I talked to all of the coaches and, and, the, and the guys in the huddle and everybody you know we were all on the same page we wanted to go for it and you know, with, uh, the 2-16 left, it would have been a big deal. We'd have got the one-point uh, lead and just didn't quite go our way. Well, Coach, and, and, and obviously you're going to want to clean up some of those turnovers um, going into next week. Do you have any, any kids tonight, any Hornets, that you want to give a shout-out to? Um, all of them. I mean, they they played really well. Um, I felt like uh, Max Wagers 
um, had an interception and had some big pass plays when we needed them. Um, played really well. Um, and then Caden uh, um, Potter, I don't know what his rushing totals were, but he had a bunch of yards. And that. Brock Miller played pretty outstanding on defense and uh, got a touchdown and, and rushed for quite a few yards. So, um, but there there are several that I can't you know can't mention them all, but uh, they uh, they. A lot of guys played their hearts out. And coach, that you know, that was a that, that this was a St. Joe Lafayette team that came into this game four and one overall, two and zero in conference. So, like you said, uh, you got got to be, just be really proud about how your kids played against a quality opponent. Hey, next week, uh, you know, kind of a, a, one of the middle of the road teams that you're going to be fighting for the top half of that conference finish. You go on the road to Savannah. Talk a little bit about that game next week. Well, um, you know, we watch them play because we have our conference pool. Um, where you get to see everybody play, but you really, really work hard at not uh, looking uh, at Savannah when you're supposed to be looking at Lafayette, and that's kind of hard. But they do, they do some similar things to Lafayette. They're going to spread you out and try to throw the ball, um, and they have some decent uh, running schemes out of uh, out of that as well. So you just got to be, you know, lined up correctly and, and be ready to play defense. Okay, that's Travis talking over with uh, Chad Smith, head coach of Chillicothe. Good effort by the Hornets tonight. They come up a little bit short, 35-34 to a real good St. Joe Lafayette team. Well, our final interview tonight, it was a Highway 54 classic battle between Fulton and Mexico. 7-6 at halftime, Mexico led. The Bulldogs pull away in the second half for a 35-14 win, and Chick Miller talked it over with Mexico Bulldog head coach Steve Haig. I'm joined by head football coach of Mexico, Steve Haig. Took on Fulton tonight. Coach got a big win, 35 to 14. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Got a 54 bowl, and uh, you know we feel Fulton's really improved uh, from previous years, and um, so uh, it was a tough battle in the first half, but uh, we were uh, we were glad to get the win. Like you said, tough battle the first half. Halftime, you guys were up seven to six, and kind of just exploded. It looked like in the second half, offense and great defense. Yeah, we. Uh, I thought we did well offensively, uh, and not too bad defensively in the first half. We just, we just couldn't hit pay dirt. We moved the football, and uh, we fumbled once in their territory, and we threw an interception in their territory on another drive. And, um, we just kept giving them opportunities, and and uh, they'd gotten better each week, and. Um, you know, they had done their scouting and their coaches watch our film and uh, they knew where to hit us and they were able to score first and go up 6 nothing. And But we were able to force a punt late in the second quarter, right before half, about two minutes left. And, uh, our returners didn't, uh, didn't pick up the ball, which didn't make me uh, very happy, but we were able to uh, pick off some yards uh, pretty quickly and get down to the four-yard line with about 20 seconds left and score right before half to make it seven to six going into half. And then it was our ball uh, on the kickoff, and we were able to go down and score um, the first time uh, out the gate, uh, which which I thought was a big momentum swing. The, the, the touchdown at the end of the half was a big momentum swing, and then I think scoring right out the gate uh, also – um, was a big one because we really did a good job just uh, just pounding it at them two, three, four yards at a time 
uh, able to get that touchdown. In the second half, really, I, you know, I think we kind of wore them down defensively. I think our guys uh, kind of took it upon themselves to uh, to get the job done. Uh, you know, in the first half, we had um, I forget how many possessions uh, we had. Uh, five possessions and and one turned out to be a touchdown uh and in the uh in the second half we had uh another five possessions and we had four touchdowns so we were able to get that going uh offensively and um defensively we did really good in the second half had uh, i believe two interceptions in the second half uh, to get the ball back and and uh, one was late to, to clinch it um, in their territory. So uh, just feel blessed. Fulton's really improved and uh, and uh, just have got has has gotten a lot better uh, under Coach Chambers. And and so uh, it was a, it was a good uh, fifty four. It was a good uh, fifty four bowl. Right on, Coach. So next week you got Kurtzville at Kurtzville, trying to move the record to six and one tonight. Made you five and one. Anything about Kurtzville that concerns you, or, or need things that you need to work on during the week, Coach? Well, I think they just do. Uh, you know, they do a lot of stuff offensively. They're up tempo. They'll spread you out. They'll run it. They'll throw it. Um, I know that uh, they're in, they're improving defensively. Um, I think it's it, it, it's been kind of weird for them because I think they've. They've been in some games where, you know, if the, if, if the ball would bounce their way here and there, that, um, you know, their record could be totally different. Uh, and they played some tough teams. So um, they're going to be geared up for us. Uh, last year it was an overtime win for us here. Um, so I'm sure they had a little bit of a, a bad taste in their mouth. And uh, they're, they're going to want to get after us. And so uh, we've got to be ready. We I thought we had a little bit of a hangover tonight from the Hannibal game. Um, you know, and, and playing after that. So I think this kind of woke our guys up. So we're going to get back to work and uh, get ready for the long bus trip, and hopefully we can put on a good performance up there next Friday. All right, Steve. Well, give us a call next Friday night after your game with Kurtzville and, and let us know how you guys did. I appreciate it. Thanks for the coverage. That was Coach Steve Haig of Mexico. <clears throat> Big win over Fulton Knight, 35-14. to 14. Okay, thank you, Chick. Thank you, Steve. And, hey, once again, over 30 coaches called us tonight. So, coaches, appreciate you calling in. Thanks a lot. Keeps us up late, but that's what we're all about. So, thanks again for participating in our show and doing such a good job. Let's run the scores one more time, and let's get out of here. MRVC East, these were all conference games. Richmond beats Carrollton 54-7. to Higginsville shuts out Holden 39 to nothing, And Lexington beats Knob Noster 22-8. Two conference games in the MRVC West. Oak Grove beats Pleasant Hill 34-20. to Seven and Odessa tops Warrensburg forty to nothing. Uh, two conference games: the Lewis and Clark Fayette sixty to thirty over Paris. Westrand beats Scotland County twenty-two to twelve. In non-conference play, Harrisburg forty-six to six over Russellville. Marceline beats Northeast thirty-five sixteen. And Father Tolton tops Salisbury twenty-eight twenty-two. Midland Empire three conference games: Maryville forty-seven to twelve over Benton. Savannah beats Cameron fifty-one twenty-three. Lafayette of St. Joe tops Chillicothe thirty-five thirty-four. Non-conference play: St. Pius remains unbeaten. They beat St. James out of Kansas, 46-2. KCI all-conference games, East Buchanan, 44-20 over Plattsburgh. West Platt slips by Lathrop, 14-7. It was lost in 50-6 over North Platt. And uh, Mid-Buchanan sneaks by 
Penny of Hamilton, 21-19. Uh, fall conference games in the Tri-County. Blair Oaks beats Eldon, 71-36. Boonville, 58-28 over Osage. California slips by Versailles, 43-40. Hallsville beats Southern Boone, 46-6. Grand River... These are all conference games. Gallatin beats Milan 40-6. Maysville 45-22 over Princeton. Polo tops Trenton 30-20. And South Harrison beats Putnam County 28-14. Again, four teams in that conference all tied for the top spot. NCMC, <clears throat> Mexico beats Fulton 35-14. Hannibal 41-0 over Kirksville. Moberly tops Marshall 20-6. Clarence Cannon, four conference games. Brookfield beats Monroe City 14-6. Centralia 40-6 over Highland. Palmyra shuts out Clark County 41-0. Macon beats South Shelby 42-26. West Central, Cole Camp 46-7 over Tipton. Lincoln beats Slater 52-34. Wins over Wellington Napoleon 48 to 13 Adrian 21 14 over Crestridge and Midway shuts out Lone Jack 45 to nothing Central Missouri Columbia Battle 56 to 6 over Sedalia Smith Cotton Jeff City Elias beats Capital City 31 to nothing Jeff City over Columbia Hickman 66 to 31 and it was Liberty in non-conference play beating Rockbridge 59 to 30 and finally <clears throat> in eight man football tonight Northwest of Menden or Northwest of Hughesville beats Concordia 68 to 14, North Shelby 90 to 22 over Keatsville, Brunswick, Northwestern of Minden. It was Norburn, Hardin Central over Northland Christian, 86-48. Worth County beats Oric, 56-8. St. Paul shuts out Santa Fe, 54-0. And it was South Nottaway, 62-8 out of Southwest Livingston. Folks, my voice is about to go, so we're going to get out of here. Thanks to Jim Woods on the board. Great job, as always. Donnie King manning the phones for us. Stephanie Shannon also helping out on the phones. Travis Zoll, Chick Miller, Drew Tully all on the interviews. Thank all of you for doing that, and we'll be back again next week for week number eight of the uh, Curly Fifth Quarter Show. I'm Joe All. I'll see you next Friday night. Have a good weekend. Good week. We'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in to Mid-Missouri's best post-game show, the Curly Country Fifth Quarter Show, hosted by Joe All. Tune in next Friday after the game of the week for highlights and coaches' interviews, the inside scoop on Missouri's high school football. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.